The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. 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 Yo, 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 what up? This is Rocky Asuka Romero of Chaos, and you are listening to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcast, keeping it strong style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcast, keeping it strong style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is a network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get go Boy Yeah from Tampa Bay To the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your host Jeremy Donovan And the young boy Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to the 50th episode of Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here alongside the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be previewing the World Tag League as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe to sign up to get all the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. All right, young boy. Episode 50. We're in here. Yeah. And one thing about those columns, you guys definitely want to sign up for that service because we recently started our prediction series. Um, Myself, Jeremy, you didn't do it this last time, right? No, I didn't. But I will be on future columns. We had um, Wilford from the Wilford Watches podcast. Uh, Amy, who's uh, Phoenix NJPW on Twitter, always tweeting great stuff. We had yeah, uh, she gave us a shout out this past week. Yeah, we had uh, Mike Grindle from Prurezu Road. Uh, so yeah, be on the, the lookout. The heavy hitters, <laughs> the, the 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 pillars of Prurezu. On the internet. But yeah, shout out to them. Thanks for uh, contributing to it. But I mean, the bottom line is, guys, a lot of times with the way that we do this show, you know, we drop every Tuesday or at least we try to. And, you know, sometimes we, we try to do preview shows for all the big shows that New Japan does. But, you know, sometimes like a day before, two days before we get like the official card sometimes we only know a couple matches so we thought it would be kind of cool to have something outside of the show that you guys can take a look at where we basically preview and predict what is happening on each show um hopefully this will be a way to draw more eyes to social suplex more eyes to the show and you know help us engage with you guys the audience the listener when we're not doing our weekly, well, I mean, we're going to be doing our weekly, you know, podcast, but, right. you know, just, just a little addition, additional content, more ways for you guys to engage with us and just, you know, see what we're thinking about. Absolutely. And I know that you guys definitely want to know what we're thinking about because the masses cried out last week <laughs> when I was not on the show. Actually, who was it? Was it, uh, was it? Musa or was it Maserati who was like... Uh, I think it was Jars of Peanut, I think. No, Jar of Peanuts was like, where's the young boy? Yeah. But like, either Musa or Maserati was like, we need to keep this Kyle guy on here. 
<laughs> I think I think it was Muzza. I think it might have been Muzza. I know it was one of those two. But yeah, I gotta apologize, guys, for my absence last week. Hopefully that doesn't become a, a regular occurrence or anything like that. But shout out to uh, Kyle Moore's of the SMC podcast here on you mean the Outsiders. Oh Edge? my god! <laughs> yeah, they used to be the SMC podcast. Yeah, the out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, hashtag free Caleb. <laughs> No, but uh, shout out to uh, our brother Kyle Moores from the Outsiders Edge podcast, uh, holding it down. And no, they're right. We need to have Kyle back back on the uh, the show. But um, you know, he did a great job. And Kyle, I know you're listening. He's a weekly listener. You did a great job. Definitely the Rocky Romero of the group. But uh, <laughs> Don Callis has returned. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. Uh, no, he really did step in at a time when I needed him to on short notice. So I, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it, it was weird doing the show with uh, two baby faces. I'm not a heel. <laughs> <laughs> if, if telling the truth and speaking my mind makes me a heel, then my God. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of times heels do tell the truth, but the fans don't want to believe them. Well, I'm just call me Jesse Ventura, okay? <laughs> but, um... You remember he had like a conspiracy show? Did you ever see yeah, that show? I haven't seen it, but I did hear about it's it. It's pretty good, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, but God. let's uh, let's get into this stuff. Yeah. So we are previewing the most epic tournament in <laughs> oh New God. Japan Pro Wrestling, the World Tag League. Dude, I don't even have the energy to like <laughs> to do a bit about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the the emotional strength to joke about about this tournament. Like it. It looks bad, dude. <laughs> it yeah. Looks so bad. I, I, Bro, I was I was really optimistic about it this year too. For some reason, like I didn't. I mean, like we watched the whole tournament last year, and I I remember thinking like, you know what? There's a lot of low points, but there's a lot of there's a lot of gems in here. There's a lot of underrated crap. And if they did a couple, if they tweaked a couple things, this could be way better. And it's like they instead they're like, no, we're gonna focus on all the terrible parts of the tournament. Last <laughs> we're gonna year. make it worse. We're <laughs> gonna make it worse. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited for World Tag League once the Young Bucks moved up to heavyweight and the Golden I, Lovers. I was like, oh man, we're gonna get the Young Bucks in here. They're gonna they're the, like they're the, one of the best TV wrestlers this year. They're gonna be having like four star matches every night. But they super kicked that balloon, and they're not in the tournament. Bro, I was excited when freaking Suzuki went to England and became the tag champion of the of, of the British. Of the British with us. <laughs> the tag champion of the British with the ZSJ uh, defeating Mustache Mountain, which is a really underrated match. I watched that recently. It's pretty good. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, oh, we got this awesome Suzuki Goon team. We got the Young Bucks. The Golden Lovers reunited... I mean, and then there's been a lot of really cool pairings throughout the year where I've been like, okay, all right, like tag league this year might be kind of dope. Right. Nah. Nah, nah player. <laughs> nah. Stay your lane. Yeah, so let, let's, we're going to read off the the official listing of. Let, let's read it off, but before we do, let me just ask you, before we even do that, when you saw this list, what was your reaction? It was like immediately. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. Literally, that's literally what I said because I saw it first. Me too, bro. Literally, I'm not even lying. It wasn't even like anger or anything. It was just confusion. I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
there's so many confounding choices that I'm just like, I don't get this. Like, yeah. I don't understand this. Yeah, because I first saw the, the announcement on uh, friend of the show, Chris Charlton's Twitter, at ReasonJP. And, you know, he posted the listing of the, the teams. I was like, no. This can't be right. <laughs> no, then, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I saw it on Wrestling Observer, and then New Japan Global tweeted it out with the pictures. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, man. So we should just get into it. We should yeah. just peel the Band-Aid right off, you know, the wound, the bloody wound that is the westernization of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, things are great, but... uh. uh. Yeah, let's get into this. fine. World Tag League is fine. The World Tag League is fine. So, first up, we have... The Young Boy is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First, uh, we have the returning team of Togi Makabe and Toa Hanare. That's right. No Hanma, no Great Bash heel. We have Great Bash Hanare. Um... Great Bash, <laughs> Great Bash Toa. Yeah, they were GBT. They were in the tournament last year because Hanma was injured, and you know, leading up to this tournament, they they made it seem like Hanma and Makabe would be reuniting for this tournament. But I guess they realized that Hanma was not up to shape to being in this long tour. I think I had equal parts shock and equal parts like figures. Like this is totally typical because. There's that part of me that was like, I didn't think Hanma was ready to do a a tag league like this. You know what I mean? And we'll get into the dates and everything, but like, bottom line, they expanded the amount of matches they're having and, and everything like that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it really figures. But on the other side, they were heating this team up. And I was literally thinking to myself at the time, it was like, you know what? They might go on a run in this tournament and win the whole thing. That's when I was thinking it was Hanma and Makabe because, I mean, they're back-to-back winners in this tournament just a couple years ago. Right. That being said, Hanma, like, can't do this tournament, most likely. But I was very shocked to see Hanare and... Uh, yeah, Hanare and uh, Makabe back together. So uh, that should be interesting. Um, we'll get it... We'll do our review and everything. But, I mean, keep in mind, this is a team that got, I believe one win last year yeah it was not good for them (laughs) so we'll see next up we have the also returning team of satoshi kojima hiroshi tenzon tenkozi dude i don't know when's the last time i've seen tenzon i feel like that man i think it was like a lionsgate show but it's, it's been it's been a hot minute since we've seen tenzon i'm just trying to think well he was in the uh he was in that match with the all the uh, fourth generation guys. Oh, oh, that one, the, the tour that uh, Hanma that came was back. destruction tour. The yeah. road, road so it's so, September. Yeah, it's been about two months since we've. Has seen Has he not been on tour since then? I haven't seen him. I haven't noticed either. <laughs> I literally haven't noticed like at all. Um, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I, I'm a big Kojima fan, so it's, it's always great to see Kojima. But I'm not gonna lie. Tenkozi, they are not in their prime as a team. Be uh, real, son. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it real. Be real, <laughs> real, son. You know, Tenzon, that man can barely move. I, I doubt he'll be taking many bumps in this in this tournament. Um, so I mean, they're gonna be eating pinfalls. It's amazing to me, and I'm not I'm not here to bury, you know, Tenkozi. Um, 
But it's amazing to me how one year can change so much because last year I wasn't under any illusion that they were going to win the tournament or anything like that. And I also knew that they were, you know, long in the tooth and that they had a lot of tenure and that sort of thing. But it wasn't like having Tenkozy on the on the tour was like a terrible thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you, you get a, a good little match from them, you know. Right. And I mean, it was entertaining. I actually liked them on the tour last year, you know. I thought it was funny, too, how like um, Kojima, every single... Um, Every single night that they lost, and then when they got mathematically eliminated, he kept proclaiming that they're going to win the tournament. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, you can't. You it was, can, it's like be- the last night. He's like, we're going to win this tournament. Like, no, no, you're not, Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, because we will prevail. And they're like, you've been, el- you were eliminated like five nights ago. And he's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, But at the same time, it's like we have literally before our eyes slowly but surely gradually watched uh, Tenzon just break down. And it's now it's to the point where it's like I can't believe they're in the tournament. And then with Kojima, yeah, with Kojima, it's like we didn't we haven't watched him break down, but he literally, you know, what was he towards ACL? ACL? Yeah. So, I mean. We've seen him perform a couple times since then, but I mean, not nothing substantial enough to know whether he's good to go. I I really gotta wonder about the inclusion of these guys. Um, you know, I know I got flack earlier in the year for, uh, you know, talking crap about you know the the legends, <laughs> but you know I do have to wonder honestly what kind of shape they're going to be to go in this league. I know it's I know it's World Tag League. I know it's not like, you know, the G1. It's not like the most grueling thing in the world, but at the same time it's like, oof. Like I Tenzan's knees, man. His knees, his hips, it's bad. His yeah. back, it's bad. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Tenkozy will be able to do. I've actually had some uh Twitter interaction with Kojima uh, lately, what? he's liked a couple of my tweets. Uh, one tweet I was asking for. Are a, you tweeting from your <laughs> personal account? Yes. You, yeah. Okay. Asking for a bread club shirt, and he was a he liked that, and just saying you know bread club for life. He was a big fan of that, so you know I'm slowly you know building a relationship with Kojima. That's because he's vanity searching himself, <laughs> and or are you just tagging him? No, I, I replied to like tweets that he he puts out. Oh, gotcha. I was like, this man's out here vanity searching <laughs> himself. No, but that's uh, I'm glad you're doing that from your personal account, not from the uh, yeah. show the, the show, show Twitter. <laughs> Hey man, one, one day Kojima is going to be on the no, show. No, I, I like I like Kojima as well. Does does Kojima speak good English? Uh, he tweets in English sometimes. I mean, yeah, he worked for MLW. I mean, he's been in the states. So yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't think I've ever heard him speak English. Though. I don't think I have either. But huh, we'll, we'll work on that. That'd be interesting. Um, so maybe, maybe we'll get Chris to come on the show again and be the translator. translator yeah, <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Um, so the next team, another returning team, Yuji Nagata. How about we do this? All these teams are returning teams unless we tell them otherwise. Because literally, yeah, it's like everybody all, is returning. True. Uh, so Yuji Nagata, Blue Justice, and Manabu Nakanishi. Another uh, New, Japan, New Japan dad team here. Yeah, so um, the, it, it, it's kind of like the same thing that I just said. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
my it God. literally is like the same stuff that I said. Nagata is Kojima, and uh, Nakanishi, Nakanishi is Tenzon. In a way, there's a lot of parallels between those two teams. Am I wrong? No. It, it's Nagata's going to be doing most of the work here. I mean... We've been talking about Nakanishi since we started the show, how he can barely move. His torture rack, he doesn't even do anything. He just, like, holds them up there on his shoulders. I just, um, you know, here's one of my, here's one of the things was, like, yes, uh, earlier in the year, I had mentioned how I didn't necessarily want to see as much of the New Japan dads, and we, there was some kind of, like, outcry about it, because, and you know what, there was some things I was probably overzealous about because sometimes when we do the show you know it's easier to just be like what sensational about the things that you say however i will say this we watch every single new japan show the whole year with that i see these guys in all these opening matches and everything and it's like i'm seeing them work eight minute matches eight-minute multi-man matches, and I'm watching their bodies break down. Yeah. And it's that is not an overstatement or uh, an exaggeration. I'm watching Tenzan and Nakanishi break down in front of our eyes. Yeah. And <clears throat> the way I know that, that that's true, is that I've been watching them for years, and I did not have this concern last year when they were going into the tournament. Like... Listen to our show from a year ago. I mean, I'm probably complained. I was like, yeah, they're boring, whatever. But it, it, it's they're not as bad a shape as they were. Dude, uh, one year has made a huge difference. It's bad. Both Tenzan and Nakanishi have been working less and less. I don't even know when's the last. I mean, guess guess also Power Struggle and Nakanishi was there. I guess right for that Road to Destruction. Yeah, Road to Destruction. I mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That I that match, the hunt, the same show that Hunma came back. I believe wasn't he in that match with Kojima and all them and that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's the last time we've seen him. I think. I Ho- mean, hopefully the rest has done them well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's the part of me that could sit here and complain about, you know, the fact that we're getting the same teams that we got last year and how awful in the tournament <laughs> they were last year. Yeah. But I don't even have to b- belay that point because that's just, that's just there. I mean, if you watch this product, you know what you're getting with Nakanishi. You know what you're getting with Tenzan at this point in their careers. Um, obviously, we love Blue Justice, and he can still go. He's, yeah. You know? But um, at the same time, it's like, man, you know what? I have more concern about their bodies because they're shot. They're, yeah. They're washed, dude. It's literally last bump. It's last. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, bro. Because You know what? Like, that is funny, but it it's not. It's not because it's actually true. And, like, we've seen guys, you know, have... We've seen stuff like that in the past in Japan, and they, like you know, you just never know. And I'm wondering how much longer. Right. I mean, we're these we're, guys we're be seeing bumps? guys in phenomenal shape getting injured all the time, and now you got these guys who are way past their prime, working this long tour. I mean, anything could happen to them. I don't think that this. Say what you want about my criticism about the New Japan dads from earlier in the year, and but I don't think they should be on this in the World Tag League. Um, you know, I don't think that it benefits the World Tag League. I don't think it benefits those wrestlers. I think if you want them to be on the tour, 
have them work the undercard. Right. Put them against, you know, some young lions in the opening matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do a multi, you know, eight man against young boys or like Taguchi Japan. Absolutely. I, I, I'm 100% behind that. I don't think that this is a good spot for those guys anymore. I wouldn't be, I think that you could have put Kojima and Nagata together. How much more excited would you be? Oh, man, dude. Team Strong style? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now with this whole thing. Yeah. So, the next team is a new team. First time teaming up. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Ayato Yoshida and Shota Umino. They're here to take all the pinfalls. Yes. (laughs) And and the interesting thing here, these guys have been been rivaling since Yoshida's, you know, arrived in the promotion. So... Taking the rivals together, I wonder if we'll see some miscommunication between these guys or if they'll put that aside and try to, you know, try their best. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, both, I mean, Umino's a young lion. Yoshida, he's kind of in that in-between young lion, low-card, low uh, lower-card guy. Um, so both of these guys, um, you know, they're, either one of them can eat pinfalls for the team. So, I don't, you know, they'll probably get maybe, maybe one upset win throughout this whole tour. But essentially, like you mentioned, man, they're just here to eat pinfalls. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, I got to say, I actually am very, very excited for this team. Remember last year how I said that I wanted a Young Lion team? Yeah. And my, my whole idea was I was like, team up. Toa Hanari, because at the time, if you don't, if you guys don't remember, Hanari was still a young lion. Yeah, he just came back. Still, from, uh, still in the black tights. Yep. No, no face paint. No, no Toa bottom. We didn't. Yeah, the Toa <laughs> bottom. Uh, we hadn't seen any of his gimmick until Wrestle Kingdom, which this tour obviously is before that. So he was still literally a young lion. And at the time, um, I was like, dude, put him with Kitamura. Yeah. Or put him with Oka. Like, those were, like, two guys that was, like, put him with Oka. I think Oka was actually supposed to be on the tour. And then Hanari actually came back and took his spot. Yeah, because Hanari, he, he suffered that injury. Yeah. And then he came back just in time. Um, but I was like, yeah, t- team him up with Kitamura and let's have a powerhouse team. But instead, we're getting, like, this year, we're getting something different where we're getting, like, the two young studs of, you know the next generation we're getting Yoshida and Umino two guys that the company is really really high on and very much behind right now yeah and these two guys they they might eat pinfalls but I I guarantee they're gonna be probably the workhorse of this tournament they're gonna have good matches yeah they're They're, they're gonna have they're gonna be like a team that has good matches they're gonna you know grab that you know brass ring and try to you know, prove their worth here. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot from them, not just in terms of match quality, but also in terms of growth as you know, professional wrestlers. Uh, that's why I really enjoyed that, that Young Lions Cup they did last year. Yeah. Because we got to see what those guys had in that kind of scenario, you know, environment and scenario. So we're kind of getting that here with these two guys. And this is a team that I'm very, very excited about. I'm hoping that they get one win. Yes. You know? One upset win. One upset. Like on the last night like, of the tour. Yep. Yeah, we got to look at the <clears throat> tour and see who they're they're facing towards the end. Maybe yeah. that'll give us an idea. Yeah. 
Um, so the next team is also another uh, first-time team, the team of Juice Robinson and David Finley, Finjuice. Uh, new, new to the tournament, but uh, obviously if you're familiar with the product, you're very familiar with this team. Yes, yeah, they have teamed, you know, numerous times. I mean, they're... You know, pretty much a on on again, off again tag team throughout multiple tours. Um, last year, Juice Robinson was in the World Tag League, but his partner was Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan, and they were Def Juice. Um, David Finley mentioned in an interview that he was supposed to team with Juice last year, and they had matching gear, all the stuff already made out. But for whatever reason, uh, management decided to go with Sammy Callahan instead. So this year, we're finally getting the Juice and Finley team in the in the tag league. Well, hopefully they didn't, uh, you know, use their receipts to take the gear that they got last year and return it because they're getting the chance this year. Yeah. Hopefully they also didn't pack on too many pounds or lose too much weight, fluctuate. Maybe they can still fit into that gear. <laughs> um, actually, you know, I don't know if you noticed, like uh, – Dave Finley's looking buff right now ever since he got back from Mexico. Yeah, he looks like he has trimmed down a little bit. He's trimmed down, but he's also getting he's he's getting jacked. Huge. He's getting vascular. <laughs> My God. But uh this is a team that I'm gonna say it right now. I think they're I think they're gonna do really well in this tournament. Unless I'm just way off base and then they're gonna be jobbers. It's one or the other. I, I think they're gonna end with an even record. No way. They're either they're either getting like a bad record, or they're going to like be factored into the top. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but for me, my predictions. Yeah. They're gonna be one of those. Actually, we'll have to take a look at the points, but like you know, they're gonna be right right at the at the cusp. Might even make a final, possibly. Gotcha. That's what I think. I yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I I just feel like they're gonna be in the middle of the road. You think so? Yeah. With this body of <laughs> competitors? Yeah. There's so many teams. There, there's, there are still some teams that are kind of higher in the pecking order than them. All right. Well, we'll we'll take a look here. And, and plus, it's David Finley. What team we it, it is Dave Finley, but then again, it's the World Tag League. And you know what? We said the same thing a couple years ago about Juice. And where did Juice's like big runs start? They yeah. always started in the World Tag League the yeah. last two years. So that's why I'm kind of thinking like, you know what? They just sent Dave Finley on his we've been we've been asking for him to go on an excursion for all these years. Yeah. He went on an excursion nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well it was a little it was a little mini excursion. He went on a little mini excursion, you know, he went he did some Arena Mexico, you know, spots. It's and, a Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. <laughs> but yeah, he he uh you know, he went to uh, my native land. Um, land of the Aztec Warriors. <laughs> and yeah, he had some good matches and then he's back. And I think that they are going to get behind him. I think that obviously they they have jobbed him a lot. But I mean, he, he's teaming with Tanahashi. They had him just wrestle. They, they had him wrestle Kenny Omega. Yeah. He had title shots this past year against Juice or against uh, Jay White. I don't think they were doing all that for no reason. Like right. I think that he's a young a young line that they're getting ready to get behind. And I I really do feel and I, I no one else is saying this. I'm the only person saying this. I think people have been down on on Dave Finley for so long that they're kind of like ah oh, the, the company's given up on him, and I'm like well either a the company has given up on Juice and Dave, and they're gonna get like deep pushed in this tournament, or they're going to do really well and, and have a good run similar to Death Juice last year. Because remember, Death Juice was right towards the top at, at, yeah. at, at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that team ends up doing. 
Uh, so next up, we have Big Mike Michael Elgin and the Ring of Honor television champion, the Hawaiian juggernaut Jeff Cobb. Very, very, very interesting pairing. Um, what are your thoughts, Jeremy? So interesting. So yeah, this team, they, they were a first-time team last year. And if you're new or if you don't remember, there was some drama between Cobb and Elgin. Elgin not being happy that he was teaming with Cobb and there was like text messages that were sent out that ended up getting tweeted and Cobb ended up seeing them and there was this whole awkwardness between them. Not to mention all the uh, sexual allegations that were going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what's funny is like there's a time in our show where I was like really like hesitant to talk about stuff like that but now I'm just like F it, let's say it. <laughs> Elgin's a terrible person. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just go on just go on Twitter. It's out there. Yeah. Although Elgin is still one of my like I I'm always impressed when I watch him wrestle, so it's it's love hate, but uh yeah. th- this whole pairing is very strange to me because like Jeremy said, there was some uh there was some drama. Yeah, there was some serious beef there like Elgin not being happy with Cobb, like talking crap about Cobb. So I mean, we'll we don't have to recap the whole thing, but we'll just basically let you guys know that Elgin was saying things about Jeff Cobb to an individual, a lady friend, and all these terrible things that he said about Jeff Cobb got leaked on the internet in reference to a bigger kind of like sex scandal that kind of at this point has been forgotten. But, um, you know, he said a lot of stuff about like how Jeff, you know, didn't know how to listen. He didn't know how to take direction. Um, He's always hanging out with War Machine, which I don't know why that pissed off. And then (laughs) there was that last match of the tour. It was like Cobb and Elgin against War Machine. It was really awkward. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of you kind of felt like this team um you know, that they, they had beef, but I mean, at the same time, um, oh, and then there was something where, like, the chick who they were tweeting, she'd said, she'd asked how Jeff smelled. <laughs> she was like, I bet he smells really good or something like that. So I'm like, oh my God, like, there's so many, like, there's so many, like, circling parts that in play here. I'm like, ooh, like, I can't. Last year, I was excited to watch this team wrestle because they kind of reminded me of, like, the Steiner brothers. Yeah. Or, like, Brody and Hanson, like power teams. They kind of remind me of like one of my favorite WCW teams of all time, Scott Norton and Ice Train. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no joke. I'm not even going to lie. I loved Scott Norton and Ice Train. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't remember a good match that they ever had, but as a kid, I thought that they were like the most awesome tag team that existed. Dude, that's hilarious. But now it's like... I'm not excited to see them wrestle for that reason. Now I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, a, a year's gone by. I'm sure that they've probably had to have made up by well, now. Remember, Jeff Cobb had come out in in public and stated that they talked it out and that everything was fine. Between oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, um, you know, and then you know, to be fair, Elgin did like have a lot of like booking issues following that whole incident. I don't even know what the resolution ended up being, but it does seem to be something that kind of affected him. But um, obviously, I mean, these guys don't always get a say in what they do. I mean, if management wants you to team with, you know, Joe Schmo, that's who you're teaming with. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm sure some of these guys would love to team with 
other people or whatever the case may be. But um, I believe last year they were calling themselves Super Strong Team. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that name ever stuck. Like no one else <laughs> seemed to like remember it, but yeah. I still remember it. Like, and I'm I'm down, I'm all I'm here for Super Strong right. Team. You know, you know, as our good friend Aaron Nova says, I'm not the booker. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are not the bookers, so they couldn't book, you know, themselves out of teaming with each other. I will say this, though. Um, they did not have the best matches. Like, they were not, like, the MVPs of their uh, block. block or anything like that. But last year was a chance for Jeff Cobb to kind of come in and do, like, a showcase and Elgin to be Elgin. And they were a pretty exciting tag team to watch, so... I am excited and, to see and, them come back. And clearly, I mean, it, it did wonders for Jeff Cobb. I mean, he's been brought back on multiple tours. Um, he's, you know, featured a lot on New Japan now. The only weird thing about it is, like, it's so out of the blue. Like, you would think, oh, well, they teamed last year, so it's normal, right? Well, Jeff's been back quite a few times, and him and Elgin have never been teamed up. I think they but teamed the, up, like, once after this. Right. Well, there was that one interaction where... Um, Cobb came out to challenge the Never title after Elgin lost something like that. Was he even helping Elgin? Like, did they even interact? I don't even remember. I don't remember, but I I feel because Elgin lost to Goto, right? Yeah. And then Cobb came out. And then also, I think there might have been like one eight-man tag, I think, around that time period, too. There there was an eight-man tag right after the Tag League. I remember them teaming a couple times after Tag League, but I don't remember them... I could be wrong. I mean, I, I guess that's why we need a producer for the show. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, Cobb's been on quite a few tours this year. I've never seen them teamed up. You would think that if they were building to like next year and they wanted a kayfabe show that they're bros or whatever, they'd be teaming. But it's like they, they really haven't. So it does seem kind of weird. Yeah. Are you excited for this team? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not super excited. I mean, remember how excited we were last year? Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be fine. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't expect anything over the moon from these guys. I mean, Jeff Cobb has been on fire this year. Uh, has been really motivated. So yeah, maybe he'll step it up. But I mean, I mean, they're both great wrestlers. I mean, just that in this tag league, I mean, they just don't excel. Last year, it did seem like they were a very disconjointed team, where it was like Elgin was doing Elgin stuff. Cobb was doing cool Cobb stuff, but they weren't like a cohesive like unit. Yeah, unit, you know what I mean. So it'll be interesting. And then next up, we have the team of Tomohiro Ishii and Toroyano from Chaos. Uh, where, where do we start with this? <laughs> I mean, these guys have been in World Tag League, you know, several times in a row. They are always teaming up throughout the year. I mean. It was earlier this year. I mean, we thought that Ishii and Yano were in line for a title shot because they were building, they were heating them up. It seemed like it. It really did seem like it. Um, You know, I'm not as down on this team. Like, a lot of people are really always down on Yano and uh, Ishii. It's just the weird dynamic between them is always, like, kind of like, eh, you know? But I, I think it's the weird dynamic that makes it work. I mean, you got Ishii, the killer, and Yano, the clown. Like, Yano picks up a lot of pinfalls. Some of the best matches in the tournament last year, like, people don't want to remember or, or anything, but, like, some of the best matches involved this team. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they've had, like, Young Buck-level matches, but for my money, probably no team this calendar year, and I'm talking about juniors... And heavyweights. 
I don't think that there's a team that's not named Golden Lovers or Young Bucks that's had more better, consistently better match, like good matches than Ishii and Yano. Yeah, people forget that. I mean, some of their matches with G.O.D. this year and Killer Elite Squad and other teams, I mean... They the, always have good matches. They're good matches. They always have good matches. Um, I'm, I mean, trust me. Do I want to see Goto and Ishii tag and be like this dominant monster, you know, Basham team? Absolutely. I'm, all, I'm here for that all day. Um, but that's not what we're getting. And... I'm not going to sit here and complain that we've got... Hey, I, I understand Yano's not everybody's cup of tea. Like, there's a lot of people that just hate Yano. Um, I don't think there's anyone that hates Ishii. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they're going to have good matches. Yeah. L- like, they're, they just are. Yeah, I mean, I, they're going to be one of the teams. They're going to be high up there in the rankings by the time this tournament's over, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to do well. Um I mean, am I off base when I say that? Can you, like, would you say, just think about that for a second. Is there, would you say that, man, I'm starting to, like, make a case that they need to be in tag team. (laughs) I think the reason, like, right, we do have our our awards coming up, and I think the main reason we don't have them listed is just due to accomplishments. Like, they never won a major feud. Or um, are they doing the titles this or year? Any titles or anything? And there's there's probably more accomplished teams, but do you think like can you name an, another tag team other than the Young Bucks and the Golden Lovers that that have had more good matches than them? Lij, yeah, I'll say Evil and Sonata. Have they? They only had a few. Yeah. KES, I kind of don't think they yeah. have either. I mean, we have KES has been kind of absent this year, bro. I don't even know. This might sound crazy, but I don't know if Rapongi Three Ks had more good matches this year than Ishii and Yano. Their highs are probably higher, but consistently having good matches, I don't know if anyone consistency, consistency, yeah. So I mean, um, people are really down on the scene, but I mean, think about it. Like they always deliver. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I, I love Ishii. Obviously, I love Ishii. I, and I'm one of the people, I actually like Yano stuff. And I, I think it's an interesting dynamic. I do, I do too. But, I mean, how many? We're getting, like, what, 18 nights of this? 17 nights of this? Something like that, yeah. It's going to it's gonna be a lot of times to see Yano go through the ropes and say, break, break, break. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of nights, I mean, of him, you know, hitting Taking people. off the turnbuckles. Yeah. The low blows. I mean, there's only so many times. I mean, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have another chaos team, the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. Uh, yeah, I'm all about it. So they were in the tournament last year, and it was the first time that they had been in the tournament, and I was all in on that team. Um, I thought that they were one of the MVPs. Actually, I think they were the MVP of their block. Yeah. They, I remember them having a lot of solid matches last year. I think that I think Best Friends had more good matches in last year's tag league out of both blocks than any other team. I would have called them the MVP of the tournament, and I think people forget that. Yeah, I mean, we had the chance to see Best Friends work live a couple times at Ring of Honor shows, and they're just a, a really solid tag team. And when it's time to put their working boots on, they can go. They can have some bangers. Hey, I mean, yeah, they, they can be sticky or whatever, and, you know, there's people that hand wave, you know, Chucky e. T for what you know for whatever reason, um, even though 
spoiler alert, I think he's a better wrestler than Beretta. Yeah. Uh, you agree? Yeah, I do. You agree with that? Yeah. Bro, we've never... More, more like, on the fundamentals, like... He's he's just so freaking smooth. Like, yeah. every time I watch him... Don't get me wrong, I love Beretta. I think Beretta's good. And Beretta's awesome, but I do think Chucky e. T is just... Like, I think Beretta just has a sense of who he is in that ring. He knows what he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. Beretta sometimes is, like, seems like he's still trying to find himself. Like, he's unsure... He's trying to find himself. You know what I mean? Right. Um, he's a gr- he's a great talent. And he's like one of those guys everyone sees potential in, but it's like I don't see potential in in, in Chucky e. Ti. He's just freaking awesome. He's just there. <laughs> but people people you know he doesn't have the look and they think he's a goofball or whatever. But it's like you know it's whatever. I think not for nothing. He's he's a better worker. You know, in the classical sense. If we're talking like in the sense of like uh, you know. Like being a good worker, right? He's a freaking good worker, but uh, yeah, this team, I'm, I, I love the, I love the best friends. Um, why do you think there's people that are not excited about them being in this tournament? Uh, I think probably people not seeing a full scope of their work. I mean, they've teamed together, you know, consist- consistently throughout New Japan this year, but I don't think they've really had like a standout tag match in New Japan this year. Uh, well, they did. If people watched the tournament, remember they had that four and a half star match with, I believe it was Killer Elite Squad. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about like that was last year's world. I'm talking about as far as like 2018. Oh yeah, well, but at the same time, Trent Trent got hurt. Yeah. Thanks, Chucky e. T. <laughs> but in uh, <laughs> but in Ring of Honor, I mean, they've been having some you know four star plus matches. I, the only match of theirs I saw this year in Ring of Honor was with the Machine Guns early on. That might have even been last year, but it was early in the year. And yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of their stuff this year, honestly. But I don't know. It's like you know, people are counting them out like they're like, oh, they're definitely not going to win. And I'm I'm like, you sure about that? Because they. They did really good in the tournament yeah. last year. Uh, personally, I don't, I don't think they're going to win it this year, but I, I would not be surprised to see them as one of the teams that are going to be in the mix coming on the last few nights. Here's my only thing. Um, you got to look at the guy that they're trying to push, and, you know, they are trying to push Beretta. Right. They Like, the company really wants to get behind him. What makes me think that they're not going to use this as an opportunity, similar to the Juice situation where they – push this team so uh hey this is the team like people complain about a lot of things about this tournament all these mishmashed teams all these guys randomly thrown together uh older guys guys are taking up space this is a real this might be the only real tag team you know well not i shouldn't say that because there's a couple but they're one of the only real tag teams right they've been teaming for years yeah and people talk about like oh it's the same old guys these guys were only in it one year last year right they're still pretty fresh they're still fresh they're great both of them are great workers uh, and and they have that outside appeal you know when you do tournaments like this people always want to see someone come from the outside you know that surprise entrant and i know we've we've seen them before so it's not like so much a surprise but they do have that outside appeal so and they're gonna have the best they're gonna probably be the mvps of the tournament again yeah so i mean yeah i, I think when 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 everything's all said and done and we're talking about recommended matches of the tournament you're gonna see best friends all over it 
Plus, they got like the best music of the entire. <laughs> Bro, I love the best friends music. Dun, 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 their uh, their new dun, Japan dun, music. Dun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the Rocky Romero yeah, remix. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to best friends. Uh, next up, we have I, I, w- I would say it's a Bullet Club team, but I, I can't we can't really call it that anymore. Uh, the team of Hangman Pagey and the Tokyo Pimp Yujiro Takahashi. I'm legit pissed about this. <laughs> this makes no sense, right? I mean, this is clearly New Japan doing what they want to do. W- wasn't their team la- their team name last year Dick and Balls? It was? You don't remember that? No. <laughs> Bro. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. Listen, if you know me, you know that, like, I'm not just crass for the sake of being crass. Right. Like, I'm saying this legit. Yes. I'm going to look it up online. Like, go ahead and talk about how terrible the New Japan management is. <laughs> so... We're gonna talk about this later in the <laughs> later in the news, but Hangman Page is you no know, no longer a member of the Bullet Club. He's a member of the Elite, and you know these these you know, Page, Kenny, all those guys are not going on as Bullet Club guys anymore. But in New Japan, they were being labeled as Bullet Club Elite, and these guys have made it clear that you know guys like Takahashi and Chase Owens are not members of the Elite. And so it's like, these guys really aren't in the same stable anymore, technically speaking, you would think, but because they were teamed last year, New Japan just threw them together together again here. Instead of maybe throwing, you know, teaming up Hangman Page with another elite member, they stuck him here with Takahashi. Absolutely. I'm still looking up this, this thing. On, <laughs> listen, I promise you that I found this one time on... Um, on Wikipedia, so like I'm gonna, ah, they don't have it there anymore. Hold on, I'm gonna find this. Trust okay. me. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just I I get they teamed up last year, but with all the the, the storyline and stuff that's happening now with the with the elite guys, I, I don't think it really makes a lot of sense for them to be teaming up Page and Yujiro. I mean, it's not so much that that it doesn't make sense because I think it does make sense in a in a way. Like they teamed together last year, um, they are both technically from like from a from a New Japan from a New Japan standpoint. They are Bullet Club elite. Yeah, they're both part of the elite. But um, you know, as far as like. Like, I guess this is what I'm... See, here's the problem right now. The problem is that I'm trying to do two things at once, (laughs) and I'm I'm terrible at multitasking. Like, I literally suck at it. Um, Let's not move on. Just talk about this, because I'm going to find this. I promise you. Yeah, so, you know, Hangman Page um, and Yujiro Takahashi, I honestly, I really don't remember much of, of how they did last year. I, I think they were pretty, uh, just a, a solid team. I mean, Hangman obviously being the workhorse of the team. Um, and Hangman has had an incredible year this year. You know, he's going to be a candidate for most improved, definitely. And once again, I would expect him to be the, the workhorse of this team. Um, he's another guy that New Japan has uh, been 
slowly getting behind this year. You know, he's been having a lot of big opportunities and matches with guys like Tanahashi and Omega and Naito. So clearly the New Japan office, um, they they hold Hangman Page in high regard. I found it. It's right here. Look. Yujiro Hangman. Dick and balls. <laughs> I, I the whole I, the whole reason I remember this is because at the time you and I were on our big kick where we were like we're gonna listen to all the post match commentary. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. So I I did that in a uh, Howard Finkel voice I think <laughs> just now, which was actually pretty good. Um, but anyway, so Hangman obviously is Hungman. Hungman. <laughs> hungman. Yeah. And so they were like they were trying to find a team name for themselves, and he's like, "You have big dick." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, uh, but I have big balls." And he's like, "All right, we're gonna be digging balls now." And that's when I was like, "This team is never gonna win this tournament." <laughs> and um, yeah, their team. The funny thing is, like last year, their dynamic was kind of funny. I can't corroborate this like I don't have all the matches pulled up but I think I think Hangman was there to take the pinfalls for Yujiro and Yujiro was pretty much picking up most of the wins, wins yeah with the uh, pimp juice but Hangman was very impressive remember how impressed we were with him last year and like that was at a time where like a lot of other shows and a lot of other people that you know talk about New Japan were really down on Hangman and we we're yeah. like we actually listed him as our most improved on our year-end awards, um, where I didn't see a lot of people talking about that, and I was like, "This guy's freaking incredible!" Yeah. Well, now things have like really changed. It's like Hangman picked up a win. Like he he had he was in the freaking G one. Ujiro was not. Ujiro the only tournament Ujiro was in this year was the uh, New Japan Cup. Yeah, he got knocked out in the first round. So I mean. I think this time around, Yujiro's there to pick up pinfalls for Hangman. Yeah. Talk about a guy that really <laughs> raised his stock this year. But the main reason that I am pissed about this, and it is a freaking travesty, why aren't the two Virginia boys put together? They teamed all year. We should have had the crown jewel, Chase Owens, and Hangman Page. The good old Virginia boys. The good old Virginia boys. Like, you, I literally, the reason I'm pissed about it is because it seemed like that was what we were getting. How many times have you, Jiro, and Hangman teamed this year? None. Exactly. So, what the freak are we doing? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Why are they on this team together? It's stupid, right? Yeah, it makes no sense. And I mean, who would you rather see? I would rather see these good old Virginia boys. Yeah, and I mean, I think it. I think it's probably bad for you, Jiro. You, is going to be the guy taking the pinfalls, unless unless I'm just misun like uh, miscalculating Hangman Star power in the company. I mean, I, I don't think you are. I mean, based on like he's been in the G one, he's he had matches with Tana. He beat Tanahashi this year. He beat Tana. Yeah, bro. Remember, he beat Tanahashi in Ring of Honor this past yeah, year. Yeah, he had a match with Naito at Global Wars this weekend. He he had a match with Omega earlier this year on New Japan show. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, he killed Joey Ryan this year. Like, yeah. it's been a big year for this man. Oh my um, gosh, he drank piss this past year. Like, uh, and I don't know what Ujiro's done this past year, except for like bring out uh, what's her name, uh, Peter? Peter. Oh my god, I love Peter so much. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, those yeah, I just could have gotten 
We could have we could have gotten Chase on this whole tour and dude, Chase is not on the tour. He's not even in the tournament this year. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, and I mean, like Chase would have been the perfect fall guy. Yeah, and and it probably would have helped both guys and been a better. We'd have better matches all around. So, yeah, I'm super excited for this. <laughs> super excited. It's great. It's fun. It's fine. Uh, next up, we have the current reigning IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tamatonga Tangaloa, the Gorillas of Destiny. I thought you were saying we had the current IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I was like, he's here? <laughs> he's going to show up? <laughs> My God. Oh. So we got G.O.D. Yeah. What, what are you thinking about G.O.D. here? You know... They have gotten better as a team. I remember when they first started teaming up, they weren't, you know, the greatest team in the world. But, you know, they had a decent tournament last year, and they've been decent in a lot of these tag matches they've had. Um, we've mentioned, you know, Tamatonga seems to be stronger as a tag team wrestler than a singles wrestler. Um, I think he really excels uh, teaming with his brother. Um uh, you know, obviously, as the champions, I expect them to um, be one of the top leading teams in this tour when it comes to points. And, you know, you got to look out for who ends up uh, beating them in the tournament because they will be in line um, for a potential uh, tag team tile shot in the future. Uh, it's, it's G.O.D. I mean, I don't really have much to say about them, to be honest. Like, they, they're capable uh, producing good matches. Um, <clears throat> I think last year I was still on the whole, I was riding that whole wave after, you know, Tama had cut that amazing promo at the G1. Yeah. And I was all like, like, free this man. Yeah. And then they freed him and I was like, cage this man. <laughs> Lock him up. Lock him up. Oh, Sideline. <laughs> Put him in the Uso Penitentiary. Um, so, I mean, I can't really say that I'm excited for them. I mean, obviously, they're the staple of of the uh, you know the tag division, so they got to be there. Um, at the same time, I mean, I'd be really shocked if they're going to win this. They're going to be at like near the top when it's all said and done. Yeah. Hopefully, they they put on good matches. They had a couple good matches last year and I mean generally speaking Tamatanga and Tingaloa could be entertaining in spurts so um, this should be fine but I, I'm not like this is one of the teams I'm most like unemotional about as far as I don't hate it I don't love it I just it's still there they're there yeah it's G.O.D. alright so uh, next up we have three teams representing Suzuki Goon Oh my god. <laughs> First we have Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Iska. Alright. Listen. Um This was literally the worst this is one of the worst tag teams I've ever seen in my entire life. You think I'm joking. I, I, it's it's funny because it's true though. That's I'm why I'm laughing. Dead ass serious. Like they suck, dude. They were in the tag they league. Suck they were in the so tag league last hard. year, and it was horrible. It it's really horrible. It's not even like we're not even gonna sit here and talk about the tropes like we always do. It's just literally they suck. Yeah, they suck so hard, dude. Like there's nothing more to say. It's really one of the most egregious. 
just take how how much we complain about Iska in multi-man matches, and then we multiply have a, a that. full freaking tour of Iron Claw biting. Oh, and obviously, the, the like rope gimmick thing he does. Suzuki's got to get ready for like Wrestle Kingdom, whatever it is he's gonna be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so he takes it easy on this tour, and and it shows. Yeah, this is gonna. They like, I'm telling you, people. Remember how like we all hand waved the OGs during like the new like during the uh, the G1 and all that crap. That that's gonna. I'll go back and watch those matches any day. Dude, yeah. Compared to compared to what this is gonna be, this is gonna be hot garbage. Yeah. Literally, I'm telling you, um, you might as well just skip those matches. I'm serious. Like we'll watch them probably, yeah. but I mean I'm not gonna be paying attention, like. They can fly a kite, like whatever. <laughs> you can miss me with that 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 Iska stuff. And what the? All right, we'll 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 get into it. But okay. All right. So the second Suzuki Gun team is Lance Archer, Dave Boy Smith Jr., Killer Elite Squad. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here for KES. Ever since KES stopped spitting on people, I'm all about <laughs> KES. <laughs> I always had a I always had a problem with them spitting on people. Did you see that like Lance Archer tried to appeal? Right, yeah. He was like, if you missed it, like <laughs> let the New Japan office know. <laughs> oh my god. Who who wants to be spit on by Lance Archer? Like why why is that gotta be your thing that gets you over? Like, why can't you, you know, get over like why is that your gimmick? It sucks. But um anyways. But ever since they stopped spitting on people, I ha- I don't fear them as much. Like I I don't I'm not afraid that when I go to like Japan, I'm gonna get <laughs> rained on. Right. You know. And, you know these guys are another staple of the New Japan Tag Team Division. You know, last year we had that ongoing feud with KES War Machine and not Girl- the World Tag League, the Killer Tag League. <laughs> I will say their promo sucked last year. It's like every night after every single show, not the World Tag League. It's the Killer Tag League, and everybody dies. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Suzuki Gun number one. Oh it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Itchy bomb. <laughs> It's like that's your whole problem. Literally, that's their whole every promo. night, every single night. Like Dave Boy Smith Jr. just like stands there. Davey Boy would say some stuff, but I don't. I don't do British accents very well. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. But they, but uh, they're gonna have good matches. Yeah. Um the the third Suzuki Goon team, Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi. Mm. This is a new team this year. I know, and it's the first time Zach's been in the tournament. Um, what what are we supposed to think about this? Is this good or is this bad? I uh, I'm not I don't know I'm, I'm not digging it. I mean, I think it, I'll tell you right now. I think it's gonna suck, dude. Tai Chi is gonna be eating all the pinfalls. Clearly, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't get into this. Obviously, uh, we kind of, but this is a good time to bring it up. So. We'll get into it more in the news, but there is an upcoming Wrestle Kingdom match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Tomohiro Ishii, which is another reason why you might not be as excited about their inclusion 
in the tournament because you know they're not winning the World Tag League. Um, at least in the past, they used to have like the champions be in the World Tag League and the big stars were in it. And then that was kind of a compelling thing. And even though you knew they weren't going to win, it was like you had Tanahashi, you had Naito, you had Omega. Right. You, you team up with guys that could eat the pinballs for them. Right. And so there was – but but now they're not doing that. But then at the same time, they've already announced a few matches for Wrestle Kingdom and Ishii and, and uh, Zack Sabre is one of them. So you know neither of these teams are going to win. And I don't know how hard they're really going to be going in this tournament. And I'll just say, like, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I don't think Zack Sabre and, and – I think that given the nature of this tournament and given the negative tendencies that these two performers can have – and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not burying Zack Sabre Jr. I'm not burying uh, Taichi. With that being said – there are valid things that people dislike about them and I feel like this will only what's the word that I'm looking for um, validate like validate that or, or showcase those things because it's the World Tag League and I don't think they're going to be working their hardest I don't think that the, I, I just think that this is going to be a team that next when it's all said and done we're going to be like oh my god <laughs> skip those matches is Zack Sabre even a wrestler of the year candidate? <laughs> like, that's what yeah. it's going to feel like. It's going to be like, I, I, what, what did I ever... Zack has earned so much goodwill with me and Jeremy this past year, and this is going to undo all of that. Like, we're going to be like, <laughs> what did I ever see in him? We're going to be like a scorned girlfriend, you know? Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Tai Chi, man. That that go-to match was a real bad taste in my mouth. and Which one? The particular the one? The power struggle match. You thought the power struggle was worse than the destruction one? I thought they were both bad. I thought the second one was fine. I I thought there was some really bad stuff about it, but I wasn't I down know. like that. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not on the, ta- the Tai Chi bandwagon, and I could care less about Tai Chi. And, you know, I, I would much rather have seen Zack Sabre and Suzuki. I know you can't do that because then they would literally win. Who could beat that team? <laughs> Lots of people could beat that team. The problem is is New Japan doesn't want them taking pinfalls. Right. Like, they'd be fine, though. They they literally would have been fine. And they should have... We should have gotten that tag team. Like, Zack and Suzuki tagged this... That's my problem, is like... They're, they were the... Like you mentioned, the tag champ. Are they still a tag? They're still a tag champ for the British, aren't they? Or did they lose the belts? No, I think they lost the titles to CCK or Aussie Open. Gotcha. Yeah, right. yeah, I think they did lose the belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they were tag champs in Rev Pro. It's like they've been teaming all year. It's like that's my whole thing. Is like you know, if this, uh, you know, if this tournament's gonna mean something, and you're gonna include teams that have teamed not just outside of New Japan but in New Japan Pro Wrestling this year. Don't give us these freaking mishmashes. How many times did we see Isaka and Suzuki outside of the tournament last year? How many times have we ever seen Taichi and, and Zack Sabre? And do you think that we're going to see any of those teams continue? No. No, no, and no. So it's like, it, it, it does suck. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Oh, you know what? 
No. The, they're, they're still champions of the British? They are the undisputed British tag team champions right now. They have held the titles for 296 days, winning them on January 20th from Mustache Mountain. They're still the champions. How freaking stupid is that? That makes it even more dumb. That, that <laughs> literally makes it dumb. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I get what – hey, from a business standpoint, I get why you're doing this, New Japan. But from a fanboy standpoint, you're dumb. This is stupid. <laughs> I mean, even from a kayfabe standpoint. From a kayfabe, yeah. Like, like me being a fanboy, I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, this makes me not like your tournament. And there's a lot I don't like about your tournament, New Japan, right now. Like, yeah. this is suck. This sucks. <laughs> All right. So the, the last team was last year's winner of the World Tag League, representing Los Ingrobonables de Japón, Evil, and Sonata. Yeah. So it'll be good to see these two guys get back together. Um, I don't think we've seen them team together since, what, Dominion? Yeah. In New Japan. No, no. Um, the, the following U.S. show. The young that the return That's right. match the the, young uh, the San Francisco show yeah in the Cow Palace yeah so we haven't seen them since like July basically team in, so basically half a year now they have teamed quite a few times outside of New Japan yes um this makes sense <laughs> <laughs> they held titles this past year they they had great matches um and you know who was evil that got injured yeah. You know, before that injury, it feel like they were trying to push them as, like, the top Japanese team. Yeah, it, it, it did. And um, I was glad last year when I predicted correctly early on before the tournament started that they were winning the whole tournament. Um, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> well, I just want to throw out, I think that they're they're winning the tournament again this year. I don't. I, I That's not who I have slotted. And we'll, we can get into that. But uh, I am excited for for Evil and Sonata to be included in the tournament. Um, but I don't have much more to say beyond that, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're a solid team. Mm-hmm. I expect them to have good matches. Um, I mean, I like, I like both these guys a lot. And uh, I feel like Evil has gotten better this year. Um, so, yeah, not too much more to add to them. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think Evil and Sonata are winning this thing. Who do you think is winning? Um, I've been feeling this way for quite a while. And it just feels like it's their year in my mind. And it's I, I think they're going KES. Hmm. I, I've been feeling that Killer Elite Squad was going to win this tournament for quite a while. And, I mean, taking a look at this field, it makes the most sense to me. But I... I, hey, they, New Japan has done some wacky stuff this year, yeah. Not just this year, but with this tournament in the past. So, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I guess for me, why I'm not as strong on, on KES is just because they haven't been here as much this year. And I feel like they've kind of been in, on, like, you know, on the back burner, kind of like out of, out of focus. Uh, so it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind for me. Um, and I feel like they want to get... I mean, Evil and Sonata need something to do at Wrestle Kingdom. And they're clearly not going the Evil Saber route like I thought they were going to go. Yeah, I, I think that's one reason that I was uh, locking in on KES was because I thought they were going Evil and Zack Saber, which I'm sure they can go to the well with that later on at some point, uh, which is great. But at the same time, um, I mean, Evil and Sonata, dude, they could be in the... Six-man gauntlet, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they end up. 
I don't know. I want honestly. I want to be surprised if KES ends up in the six man gauntlet. They could be, but um, I mean, so I think that I I have a strong feeling that all four of these teams are going to end up. Um, this is just my feeling, and people probably don't like this booking, but it's just what I think that they're going to do. I think they're doing a four way tag. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's going to be a multi man tag match at Wrestle Kingdom. However, I still think, I mean, obviously there's going to be one overall winner, but just like Super Junior Tag League, we got one winner, we still ended up with a multi-man match. I'm not even talking so much about the the outcome of the tournament, but I mean, you got to consider the Bucks are definitely going to be involved in the tag match at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not going to be a one-on-one match because of this tournament, obviously. G.O.D. is definitely going to be involved in it. And then you've got whoever wins this tournament, um, which you could do a triple threat, but then they're already doing a triple threat with the the juniors. So I feel like they would literally be more inclined at this point. We're not getting a one-on-one tag match. So I just think they're going to do a four-way. I think it's going to be – and K.E.S. is one of the – I think it is going to be K.E.S. Possibly best friends. The Young Bucks and G.O.D. That's what I think. I don't know. I think L.I.J. is going to be in that mix. I, I, the main reason I kind of don't think they will be is just because they gave them a run, but then they haven't done anything with them since then. And I feel like going forward, they're going to focus more on them as singles, um, which I feel like with New Japan, when you have them in their ta- like in a tag. It seems to be that they're focused as a tag, but when they're in like a six man, it, it's a schmoz, so they can be you know single stars, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I mean, that's just my opinion. I I don't. But here's the thing: there's a lot of people who are picking Lij that I've seen online already, and I think they're an early favorite, and it makes a lot of sense why. But my gut is telling me that Kes is winning this thing, and my gut led me to victory last year. And I think I think we're gonna ride again, baby. All right. Well, we'll see in December who's taking the victory let's, lap. Let's take a look and let's talk about this. What teams have no shot of winning? Uh, Makabe Hanare, no shot. You think Makabe and Hanare have no shot? Yep. Okay, uh, ten, I agree. Tenkozi, no shot. I agree. Nagata and Nakanishi, no shot. Agree. Yoshida and Umino, no shot. Agree. Um. Juice and Finley, no shot. I give them a chance. Based on what's happening with Juice, uh, um, what his potential Wrestle Kingdom match is, uh, uh, no shot for me. I'm not going to say no shot. I'm going to say it's an unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm not predicting them, obviously. But yeah. I'm not saying no shot on them. Um, Elgin and Cobb. I, I think they, they have a slim chance. I agree. It's... I want to say completely no shot, but there is that that there's a glimmer of hope for those guys. Yep. Um, Ishii and Yano, there's there's a chance there. Well, actually, there is no chance because no, there's, no, there's no chance. Yeah, because the ref pro match, so no chance there. Uh, best friends, I think there's a chance. I agree. Uh, Hangman Yujiro, I don't think they got a shot. Nope. Uh, God, they have a shot. That's four teams that we kind of think might have a chance. Uh, Suzuki and Iska, no shot. KES, obviously they have a shot. Uh, Saber Taichi, no shot. Evil and Sonata, shot. So there's six teams. How many teams are in this tournament? 14. Okay, so eight 
teams that we literally are like, they are literally hopeless. You have no chance whatsoever of winning this thing. That sucks. <laughs> and then in, in all actuality, there's probably only out of those six teams, there's like three of them that we're kind of being like a little nice about. Realistically, what teams do you think are like, you have a very good chance of winning this. It's pretty much what KES, best friends in LIJ. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this. So let's talk about the, um, you know, the nature of this tournament. The, 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 the format? The format, yeah. Yeah, so this year the tournament is a single block tournament, just like we saw with the Super Junior Tag League. Last year this was a two block tournament. We had A block and B block last year. And in multiple past years, this was a multi-block tournament. Yeah, I'm looking through the records and I'm trying to see like when the last time they, they, they've ever done a single block format. Um, it looks like it was in 2007. Yeah, they, yeah, in 2007 they did an eight-team one-block tournament, and they had a four-way tie for first place. So they had a semifinal set up, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was a cluster. So yeah, so we're returning to no blocks. Everybody battling out the top two teams with the most points, uh, facing off on December 9th in the finals. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, the Super Junior Tag League, we ended up with a uh, three-way for the finals. Um, so you never know what's going to happen in the finals. You know, I didn't really get a chance to weigh in on that last week, obviously. Um, I thought that the match that they had at uh, Power Struggle was very, very good. The match for uh, bet- you know between the three different teams, but it was, it's like this. We sat through a whole tournament, you and me. We watched every single match to get a three-way tie to get basically what what happened afterwards. It tur- they they, they turned into a, a three-way match at Kingdom. We got a three-way to set up a three-way. We got a three-way to se- we got a tournament to set up a three-way to set up a three-way and the tournament we already we've already voiced our complaints about it but then nobody got over the only, i mean yeah they did a good job of setting up shingo great but now now what yeah uh you know what but oh wait wait a second oh my god okay hold on what? skirt so shingo and bushi are already they already have a match at wrestle kingdom huh yes you know, for some reason, I forgot about that. And I was thinking that that Evil and Sonata would have a third person to team with, but they they really are not going to. So they have a good chance of winning this tournament. Yes. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I was being <laughs> foolish. The only thing is, if they do that, it's going to be back-to-back, uh, yeah. which they did that a couple years ago. I mean, Man, they just did it this year with the juniors, Rapungi 3K, one back-to-back. I think that they might win it but at the same time it's like um if they didn't win it let's say hypothetically they might still end up in the tag title match regardless yeah you know what i mean yeah um but yeah that's that's a good thing to point out but yeah so i mean it's like we did a single block tournament to wind up with nothing now we're getting another single block tournament you know what i will say 
I, now I'm not completely upset about that finish anymore because there's another promotion that had a tournament where somebody who wasn't in the tournament won, <laughs> won the tournament. <laughs> so at least the three teams actually were competing in the tournament. Oh my god! How do you know about that? Did you watch that? I, I didn't, but you know, I, I keep up. I listen to multiple wrestling podcasts um, and heard about that. Well, you know what though? We ended up that tournament. We're t- we're talking about the crown jewel. What's it called? The the best in the world. World the World Cup to determine the best in the world. The World Cup to determine the best in the world. <laughs> we ended up with someone who wasn't the best in the world, and then we we did the Super Junior Tag League to wind up with. A team that just ended up in another. Hey, good job, boys. You won the whole tournament. Guess what? You got to do it again. Yeah. Get back in there. Stupid. Dumb. Uh, and I'm and now I'm like cringing about the, like I'm cringing about why are they going to a uh, a single block tournament? Because they, they're probably gonna do some crazy. Because <laughs> I feel like they're gonna they're gonna do some some tomfoolery. Yeah. Later. They're gonna bamboozle us. Yeah, like it's, it's finessing. Why y'all? Fin- yeah, why y'all finessing? It's like it's stupid, and we ended up with less teams, but more dates and yeah. more shows, and that's not a good thing when it comes to World Tag League. Yeah. Oh my God! Last year, getting through the World Tag League was one of the, the like accomplishments in my life. I couldn't believe I did it. <laughs> Are you gonna watch everything? I mean, I, we I, we have a duty to the fans of keeping it strong style um, to watch and report on the tournament. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> oh man, like, I really don't know if I can make. What? Let's let's talk about one positive thing about okay. this, on this tour. Okay, let's talk about the positive, and that is the Mega Aces, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Joining forces for a number of dates in six-man and eight-man tag bouts throughout this tournament. Guys, when we come up with a terminology that's super niche like this, like the Super Aces, please tweet it out. Please tweet it out and give us credit for it, please. Because I, I'm, I'm going to hate nothing more than to find out that, like... Reddit, like Kevin Kelly, be like, Reddit user Jar of Peanuts calls them <laughs> the Mega Aces. The Mega Aces. <laughs> and we'll be like, Damn you, Jar of Peanuts! <laughs> Damn you, Muzza! <laughs> oh my god. But yes, um, I love that we do that. Like, remember last year when um, Okada started using the. Uh, the Cobra Clutch? We were calling it the Billion Yen Dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's gonna be great seeing Okada and uh, Tanahashi teaming throughout this tour. I hope when they team together, it's super heavy-handed, and at the end of every match, they do the handshake again, just like the real like mega powers, you know? Yeah. Like, have, do you remember that? Like after every match, they like the handshake. They yeah. would do the handshake. <laughs> like, I want that. I want nothing more than that. Uh, also, we got some questions I almost forgot about. Um, so we had a question from Reddit user Templar two three five. He said, "I'm very, I'm fairly disappointed with the teams announced for World Tag League. Lots of New Japan dads, no good old Virginia boys. Two crappy Suzuki Gun teams instead of Suzuki and ZSJ Super Team. No GBH. What are your thoughts on the lackluster team selection? We just pretty much." Dude, g- gave our thoughts on that. You need to come on the show because he literally just did our review in like one paragraph. Yeah, it makes me wonder if we should even be doing this show. <laughs> we're we're over an hour into the show and like he summed up the whole thing. Like you're absolutely right. We we hate all of those things. 
I'm glad though that we didn't miss anything because everything he touched on, we talked about. Yes. Um, and then our boy Muzza underscore forty four, he wants to know what teams from outside of New Japan would you like to have seen in the World Tag League? Personally, would have liked to see in Ring Conf, Aussie Open, or perhaps Silas Young in the Bear City Bruiser. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mean to make fun of you. Like I'm all. I'm all about ring comp and I'm all about Aussie Open. But then, you, please tell me you're joking about Beer City Bruiser and Silas and Silas Singh. I think that that's a troll. Yeah. I think that's a rib. Especially since they're not even teaming anymore. It's uh, Beer City's teaming with Brian Malonis as the bouncers, and uh, Silas Young's teaming with Bully Ray. Yeah. So, uh, are there any teams that like? Oh, this is fun. We always do this like with the G1. So it's like okay, if you could. Dude. Uh, the number one team that I think I would, I'm like logically speaking, that would would actually make sense and it actually could have happened, the Briscoes. Oh yeah. You tell, what the heck were the Briscoes doing in November and December that they couldn't f- go to Japan on this tour? Having Christmas with their family. They, lo- they they dropped the Ring of Honor tag titles. Like get get your butts, send them boys off the farm, send them to get them on a plane. That's true. So yeah, you got the Briscoes. Um, who else is in in uh, R- Ring of the Honor? Kingdom? Uh, Vinny Marsalia and the TKO Ryan SCU SC freaking U. And it seemed like we were gonna get SCU too, didn't it? Yeah, I mean they've been featured a lot on the the uh, California New Japan shows. So Man. I mean that's three teams right there. Um, what are some other teams that you can think of that you would have liked to have seen? Um, I mean. Not that it could have necessarily happened, but, you know, there's always freaking the Mexa brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon. Right. I mean, or, you know, like, what uh, more do you want there? Like Mexi Bloods, uh, Phoenix and Flamita. They've been in Japan a lot lately. You mean, uh, not Phoenix. I mean, uh, yes. Bandito. Sorry. Bandito and Flamita. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, those are two teams from Mexico right there. So let's just, let's just, let's just do the round. So you got a couple teams from ring of honor. You got a couple teams from Mexico. Let's, let's go somewhere else. Where are we going? We're going to go WWE. (laughs) Sure. Let's do WWE. What, what teams you want to bring in? The bar. Cesaro and Sheamus. Okay. The Usos. (laughs) Okay. The Usos. I pick, I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, who, who's in WWE? <laughs> the New Day. The New Day. Okay, so there's like the three big teams basically. Yeah. At, okay, let's go NXT. So you got Undisputed Era, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You know, Red Dragon, which I think anyone in their right mind would want to see. You got Mustache Mountain, obviously. Um, you got the freaking War Raiders, formerly known as War Machine. That they you have the evolve tag team champions, <laughs> the street profits. I don't know if they're ready for a world tag league, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you got your WWE stuff right there. Uh, let's go to Impact. You got the OGs, yeah, uh, Hernandez and uh, Homicide. Oh, that's different. So that's different from LAX. Right, so, so you got the actual LAX. The, well, they're well, the, yeah, they're the, the original, but they're they're called the, 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 uh, the OGs now. Oh, gotcha. Then you got the the new LAX. I don't want to watch Homicide and Hernandez. <laughs> well, can they still go? Honestly, I haven't seen. I've only seen clips. Okay. Um, the, the, that the, that's like the only team I know basically is yeah. LAX. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they used. I mean, the, um, they also use uh, Phoenix and Pentagon. 
Okay, the, well, the Chris brothers, OVE with the team. Oh, up. they suck. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. You watch MLW, so you kind of know who's who's hot on the indies right now. So I mean, what tag I mean, teams are out there? They're also using Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, our our boys, the Dirty Blondes. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love them, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's not actually there's not really that many teams in MLW. Then right you now. go to Europe and you got Ring Comp. You got Aussie Open. You got CCK. I mean, there's a bunch of teams out there. And then, um, you know, let's go to Japan. Let's do... And I think I got this side of it. So, for me, the freaking uh, Strong BJ. Oh, my God. If they were... So, these are, like, some teams that I'm, like, please... Like, I don't understand why they can't come into to do a World Tag League. But um, Strong BJ, um, the Twin Towers... Um, those are probably like the two mega super like well-known teams that I'm just like why can't they why can't they come in and like um, you know the Twin Towers is, is Zeus and Bodyguard from all Japan and then you've got uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and he teams with Shuji Ishikawa I believe but like those two teams are just freaking muscle teams that I'm like, dude, I would love to see them. So I mean, obviously there's a lot of tag teams that are also one that's popped in my mind. Uh, PWG guys, uh, the Rascals, Desmond oh, yeah. Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Zachary those Wentz. guys are amazing. Yep, they're great. And but I mean, the real problem here is like we're naming all these teams or whatever, but it's like the real problem is the lack of tag teams in New Japan. And so we end up every year doing this tag league and we end up with these mishmashed teams with teams that you know aren't going to win. Um, it, th- some of the problems is just like what uh, Templar pointed out. All these guys that teamed together this year, but they didn't get put together for the tournament. So it shows this is indicative of the problem that's in New Japan with their tag team wrestling in general. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now... How excited could I possibly be for a World Tag League with this lineup when I just got a single block tournament last month with talent that was, on paper, infinitely better with matchups that were way sexier than this? And I got three-star special, literally like a flat line. Gentleman three. The gentleman three. <laughs> but it was like literally a flat line, like 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 literally life support. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm supposed to get excited for a bigger tournament with this lineup, which it's so, I mean, like, we're not even going to do a prediction tournament bec- like because it's easy. This is way, this is easier than the last one. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I do. I will say this though, on a positive note, because this tournament has produced a lot of little gems. I do think that there's going to be some really good matches. Yeah. Whereas in the last tournament, I thought there's going to be phenomenal matches, and there just wasn't. I actually think that this ter- tournament will wind. Even though this match, this tournament's going to have lower lows. Looking at you and Suzuki and Iska. <laughs> It's gonna have high highs. Yeah, there are gonna. I, I mean, nothing like match of the year contender worthy. But there's gonna be four to four and a half star matches on this tournament. Yeah, trust me. Um, and then we got a question from our boy Rich. He wants to know: Do you guys care at all that Kenny Omega isn't on a tour again? So Kenny is not on this World Tag League tour. I don't know. Do you care? Uh, so I, 
kind of I'm kind of on both sides of the fence. One side, I mean, I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. I enjoy seeing him wrestle. And I, I you know that would be another you know another thing that could have helped us got through this tour was you know building up Kenny Omega and Tanahashi. But on the other hand, it's like. I kind of get not having Kenny on the tour. It's like, how many times are we going to sh- have him and Tanahashi in a multi-man match? Um, and, you know, it's just like, I kind of like keeping them apart and having Wrestle Kingdom being that first big time they, you know, get in the ring with each other. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have some stuff to say about it. Um, he's the IWGB champion. He should be on the tour. He just should be. Um, it's bullcrap at this point that like he keeps missing tours, but he's the IWGP champion. Um, and I know that he's given a spiel before about growing the brand, but I don't think that his like extracurriculars are actually building the brand. They're building the Kenny Omega brand. They're building the elite brand, but they're really not helping New Japan, honestly. Like so, it's kind of bullcrap. At the same time, I don't really miss him. Right. I mean, what? I mean, is him being in a multi-man match? I mean, like. Oh, I think it's important. I mean, it's important, but is it really going to make or break this tour? Yeah, it's it's pretty important, actually. Let's let's look at it this way. Um, Naito and Okada wrestled a bunch of times last year on the tour. We saw like what. A couple of them because they were shot at Corkin. Yeah, they're not gonna be airing every single multi. Let's say hypothetically he does tag matches the whole tour against Tanahashi. They're not gonna air all that on New Japan World. What that's gonna do? It's going to help them learn one another. It, not that they need it, but another thing it's gonna do is build anticipate. These are preview matches, preview for their main event. It's going to build anticipation for the show. That's how business is done over there. And I'm not saying anything that Kenny doesn't know or that Tanahashi doesn't know. But to say, like, would it help? Absolutely it would help. There's no way that it would not help the numbers for the Tokyo Dome show. You know what it does do? It does hurt. I don't know how much it hurts. And I'm not saying that they're not going to do a number or whatever. But there's no way it doesn't. There's no way it helps. Him not being there does not help New Japan. Bottom line, does it make a big enough difference to where it's like, oh, you know, um, you know, whatever, like probably not, but I just, I don't think you get to be the champion if you just, you don't show up. Like, especially since the other champions, they freaking show up and sounds like another promotion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, I, I, I think that it does. Now the, the other problem is that like, I don't really care. It's not like. I'm because we're faced with the situation right now and the question from Rich. I'm just call I'm just calling it like I see it, but I'm not in my room, or you know, going through my day thinking like I can't believe Kenny's missing this tour. I really don't care that Kenny's not on the tour, and that's a problem. I should care that Kenny's not on this tour. Yeah, I should really be pissed, and I should like be wanting to see him but I'm like I don't even at this point I'm kind of like I don't care I don't care if Kenny wins in the Tokyo Dome I don't care if Kenny comes back next year like it's whatever 
and that's the problem. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far. Say I would. I don't care if he doesn't come back this year. But oh, I don't. I, I'm apathetic to it. I, do I want him to come back? Absolutely. Is it better for business? Absolutely. Kenny moves the, the needle. Like he's he's big business. But as a fan, I just kind of don't care. Like and that and it's not necessarily all his fault, but it kind of. I've been getting that vibe this year, yeah. and I don't feel like I'm the only one. It's not like I'm the I mean, only. Yeah, a lot of people have been kind of down on Kenny this year. Yeah, so it's, crazy, and he's had. He's probably going to be wrestler of the year. Kenny's going to be wrestler of the year most likely, like in most publications and stuff. Yes, probably. <laughs> and and I'm also kind of like you know, if Kenny left, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's whatever. All right, so let's wrap up this uh, World Tag League talk. So the shows start airing live on New Japan World. Uh, November 17th the first two shows and the last shows on the tour will have English and Terry you can find a sting of matches on New Japan's website so that's our World Tag League uh, preview we'll be giving you don't don't forget we're getting Lanny Poffo oh my (laughs) that's another thing that makes this tour rough we're getting Lanny Poffo on this tour Um, do we know like how many of these nights are in English or anything like that yeah yeah, the first two English and the last four shows okay so six nights how many nights is it Um, that um, I don't have the I know it starts the 17th and it ends December 9th but I know there'll, there'll be breaks in between some of that uh, Man, we're getting a lot of matches. How many teams are there? Fourteen. Was there was there that many for the junior tag league? No, it was twelve. Twelve, yeah. So we're getting more. So it's like they're finessing us because they're getting more matches than they did last year's tournament with less teams. Yeah. And they're, they're and they're doing <laughs> more nights. Yeah. Um. Cool, man. Cool. Can't, it's gonna be great. Finessing out here. Yeah. All right. Before we uh, jump into the news, we need to announce the wrestler of the month and match of the month for October. Um, so the match of the month for October that we, we both agreed on was the controversial triple threat match uh, between Cody, Kota Ibushi, and Kenny Omega for the IWGP uh, championship from King of Pro Wrestling. Absolutely. So, you know, in the month of October, I'll, I'll just be honest, there wasn't a lot of stiff competition. <laughs> um, you know, it really came down to what you liked best off of King of Pro Wrestling. Um, and yeah, and that was the that was match of the night, and according to both of us. Um, I wouldn't call it a match of the year contender, but it's a good match. But it was the best match on the card. And it's the best match in October. Yeah. Um, and then for the wrestler of the month, we both agreed that it is Shingo Takagi. Uh, made his big debut, King of Pro Wrestling, and then they spent the whole Super Junior Tag League in October uh, building him up, getting him over, getting the fans accustomed to him. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I don't think anybody made as much of an impact or was highlighted quite as much as Shingo. Um, The only other two directions I was kind of torn to go when it came to Wrestler of the Month was I thought maybe we just do LIJ as a unit, but it didn't seem like it was about him and Bushi as much as it was It's the Shingo Show. Mm -hmm. And then I was 
very close to considering that we should name Rapongi 3K because they had an outstanding month. Um, they had some of the best matches on the tour, but when it was all said and done, it was all about Shingo in yeah. October. Yeah, Shingo show. So Shingo, congratulations, Shingo Tober, Shingo Tober. <laughs> yeah, that's our. Uh, that's that's gonna do it for the wrestler of the month and the match of the month. And you know, at this point, I'm guessing we're pretty much like locked. I mean, I, I know we talked about like doing uh, cutting off our our voting options in. Uh, at the end of November, but with the World Tag League starting, I, I feel like we should just pretty much go from Tag League to Tag League. Yeah, and uh, drop the awards sometimes, probably next week or the week after. We pretty much got the awards locked up. There's a couple um, categories that me and Jeremy are going to have to fight each other about um, <laughs> and uh, and kind of lock down. But, I mean, we pretty much have our awards Right. You know. This will be our second annual Keeping a Strong Style Year in awards. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, with how much the show's grown, like, last year, we had quite a bit of fan interaction. But, like, and we were, like, blown away. But the amount of votes we got was, like, it doesn't even, it's not even close to how many people listen to the show now. Yeah. Which so, is like crazy. So I'm expecting a lot of votes this year. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be we're gonna be dropping our uh, what is it? It's a Google Doc. Yeah, it'll be one of the, the Google Forms, similar to like the contests that we've done. It'll be a Google Form. You know, you can vote. We we want you guys to share that. Uh, if you guys run wrestling groups or wrestling pages, if the, if you have a way to sticky it or if you have a way to share it or you know what I mean. I don't know what the terms are uh, out there, but we want people in involved and invest in this. I think we're going to even have like uh, ways where people can get more connected to the show through the voting as well. Right. Yeah. That nature. So, um, but I'm very, very excited. Like award season is one of the most exciting times of the year for us. And um, I'm looking forward to the preview show. I'm looking forward to the rev- the actual awards. Yeah, um, our one year anniversary is literally a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, we are away. less than a month away, and Wrestle Kingdom is coming up. Yes, so it's, it's a beautiful time. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so let's jump into the news. So there have been reports going around of WWE reportedly making uh, offers to a lot of New Japan stars, including Tetsuya Naito. And it, uh, this comes from the Wrestling Observer. In an interview with Tokyo Sports, he said that he received an offer from WWE after the Dominion show in June. Naito says, I didn't even give it thought. The New Japan ring is already the world's number one stage. The fans know this. That's why I think we should focus on our home crowd before looking internationally. Naito would be one of the three, at least, Japanese top guys uh, that that were sent feelers from WWE. The other two that we're aware of didn't turn the offers down without thought, although one would be a huge surprise and the other would be a great worker who I I didn't see flourishing in the WWE system, but also probably wouldn't have any reservations about moving to the U.S. like many of the Japanese might. Huh. What's who do you think who's that? That's Dave. Yes, this is coming. That was from Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer newsletter. A great Japanese worker who would not flourish in WWE. Who do you think they're talking about? I don't know. Ishii. That's exactly who I. Think. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. I'm like, oh my god. Can you imagine Ishii like coming to WWE? Like, would it either be the most awesome thing? No, it wouldn't be awesome. But in a way, like the the matchups, the dream matches, 
could either be awesome or be the most off and it'd probably be the most awful thing but like yeah i've said it for years but like a motivated brock lesnar and you know tomohiro ishii with with no regard for like brock's safety or health is is like my dream match like like I'm I'm here for that match all day. Uh, we got a question from Reddit user Maserati. He said, "I heard some rumors that New Japan is offering big money to current WWE stars to come over. Is there any truth to that? I mean, Naito has come out and said that he was sent an offer. So I mean, that makes me believe that there were other guys that were sent offers. It's absolutely true. We've corroborated the story. <laughs> we know it to be a hundred percent fact." And WWE is throwing out ten-figure salaries to these guys. <laughs> no, nah, we have we have no idea what 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 is or what what isn't true. Um, I do think it's interesting that they they wanted Naito right off the heels of the Jericho match. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe uh, there's something to, something to working with that guy that you know makes makes you look like a star. Oh, you know what? I read I, I interpret his question wrong. So he was asking about. New Japan sending offer to WWE stars, not WWE sending offer to New Japan stars. There was reports that, that they've been trying to reach out to WWE guys. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't, I don't think no wrestler has come out like Naito has come out on the New Japan side, but uh, I'm sure with the way WWE has been um, just swallowing up talent the last couple of years that they have made offers. And so his follow up question is, who is most likely? willing to come over and who would you guys want to recruit what factions would they join so what WWE guys would we want to bring to New Japan Cena (laughs) 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 the champ is here oh my gosh yo he's got that new like street fighter finishing move he can bust that out super strong style you know oh my gosh he lives in China, bro. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Like, he, he can get there at no time. Super cheap. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, he would be my top choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you got to start with the guys that have New Japan history. I mean, I would love to have an AJ Styles back in New Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Carl Anderson. Lesnar. Tenzai. <laughs> <laughs> All the legends. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, as far as like newer guys, I mean, I love a Samoa Joe. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I would. Oh my God. I would and love if he would have to be in a faction, I would put him probably in Suzuki Goon. Um, Taguchi Japan. <laughs> the elite. <laughs> um,. So yeah, so no, I think the, the going back to the report, just want to touch on it. The the whole thing is is that Dave had said that they they're willing, or that the allegation is that New Japan is willing to pay top dollars to get guys that they think would draw well in New Japan, similar to like the deal that they gave to Jericho. So we're talking big money for very few dates. Um, not saying it would be like one or two times a year necessarily. We don't know all the details, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Nakamura and you're over there, you know, working in WWE and you get a chance to come home to your home promotion and you've already done everything you're gonna do in WWE, I mean, why not come back for less dates and more money? Right. 
if it's comparable to what you're making or, or more, who knows, possibly. So, um, and I, I, I've wanted Shinsuke to come back so bad. I, I don't know that he ever will, but I mean, um, Devitt is another guy. Oh yeah, Balor, yeah. Devitt's another guy I could, I could see potentially, but I, I don't know how much money they're making over there. Um, do you think that there's like any, anyone Jericho-esque, like a big name who they could entice to come over who's kind of like done done with the company, an older guy? Uh, not really. I feel a lot of the, those guys in like Jericho's class are kind of like WWE, like homers, like super loyal to... Like they wouldn't bring over like, say, a Randy Orton, right? Right. You know, I can't see that Randy Orton, you know, a Mark Henry... Um, a big show, you know. Maybe they could get Batista. I mean, they could throw feelers out to him, but you know, there's the rumors of him working WrestleMania this year, and then, you know, he's talked about wanting to finish up with WWE. So, yeah, I don't know who they'd be trying to bring over. I, I would have to imagine it's probably people I mean, that work. With I mean, them Bill Goldberg. I mean, there were rumors in the past about them trying to. Bring oh, they Gold- they try to get Bill. Yeah, you think they'd try to get Hogan? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they even understand like what what Hogan's <laughs> been going through over here in the states. Oh my God, this is a funny question. Like this question's way funnier than it was ever intended to be when it was asked. Like it's such a like like an actual good question, and like I'm just making a mockery <laughs> out of it. But yeah. So yeah. So that's the news. That's the news. That's gonna do it for keeping a strong style. You guys can follow us. <laughs> no. Uh. But yeah, any other, any serious answers? I gave you my serious answers. Who? Probably the, ja- like, oh, just probably the, the former New Japan former talent New, yeah. that, that, that's over there. Yeah, um, but yeah, non-New, non-New Japan guys, I would think, like, you know, Samoa Joe, I mean, Keith Lee, Matt, I mean, pretty much anybody in NXT right now, Matt Riddle. Uh, I think I think the, the deal is they're not looking for top talent, like, say, a Matt Riddle, necessarily. <laughs> I think they're looking for... A name, yeah. For but I'm just saying, like, if I was the one, like, if they were like Jeremy, we want we want you to go pick scout talent. Oh, I mean, I've been saying for years, like, Samojo's always my guy that I would bring. I mean, Joe just fits like a glove in New Japan. So yeah, I mean, that's my dream guy. I want I want him to be in New Japan. Absolutely. Um, and then his last question is, who's Yoshihashi of WWE? This is actually something that we have been trying to, to figure out for a long time now. The majority of this year, me, you, and Rich have been asking ourselves, who is the Yoshihashi of WWE? And I, I believe there was, at one point, we came up to an answer, but I do not remember who we said was the Yoshihashi of WWE. Dude, I don't know. Christian? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Ziggler? Ryder? No, they've never gotten behind him. No, Ziggler's the Goto. Right, 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 right. I forget now. It's, it's got to be, like, somebody that, like, they push but not really in that, like, they're not actually behind but they sort of are. Maybe Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, with his booking this past year, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Maybe, I, I literally don't know. Yeah, maybe Rich can hit us up and re- he'll remind us on who, who that was. I don't even watch that company. Like, I literally struggled to remember what tag teams are over there. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll have to think, I'll have to hit up Rich and see if we can remember who that was. Uh, but that, that was literally a question we, we were debating at the beginning of this year. Um, so, moving back on to the news, um, we have some news on JR and his um, con- he has some contract issues. So, due to a contract issue, he will be off the Access New Japan show from December 31st to March 31st, which means the Tokyo Dome show as well. Um, so the basic gist is in 2017 when WWE was doing everything to try and stop the ITV launch of World of Sport, WWE made a huge offer to Jim Ross to return and do special events. But because Ross was already under contract to access until uh, the end of 2017, that was part of the deal that he would be allowed to honor his existing contract. Um, so you had him working for both of those companies. Um, and, you know, Ross um, ended up doing like the May Young Classic in the UK tournament. Um, he was originally announced as a UK host of the UK show, which was long delayed. Then uh, this this year they ended up not using him for either the May Young Classic or the UK show. Um, another notable sign that he wasn't invited to uh, the episode of SmackDown while Jerry Lawler was. However, WWE and Vince McMahon personally gave Ross the okay to sign for 2018 to continue with New Japan on ask on Access. Um, so he was able to sign a one-year deal. As noted earlier, things changed when Ross was offered a spot as analyst for Quintet, which we mentioned earlier this year on this show, which is Sakuraba's submission tournament on UFC Fight Pass. His Survivor Series MMA promotion. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, WWE would not allow him to do it. Um, And then likely to do with the MSG sellout, WWE wouldn't allow him to sign a new deal of access. So his WWE contract expires on March 31st. Right now, the belief is that he will then sign a new deal of access when he's legally able to be a free agent. Although it's quite possible that WWE will make him a big offer to try and keep him. So, yeah, that's the update on JR, on his contract status. Yeah, and I also heard that there's a chance that they're um, they're about to be done with Josh Barnett as well. Yeah, I did hear that too, yeah. So, so I mean, I don't know what, what's going to happen going forward as far as Axis is concerned and, and, you know, with Jim Ross. I mean, from what I'm understanding and basically what you said, he is re-signed for next year. Is that correct? Uh, well, he, he, he they originally they said he could he they could, but then they took that back. So he has to wait until March thirty first to uh, sign again. So there's a chance he might come back, but it's kind of up in the air. Um, I mean, I don't know at this point. Like to me, it just makes the most sense. Like, so yeah, he was able to resign for twenty eighteen is what this story was saying. Mm. But so he's not he's not able to he wasn't able to resign for twenty nineteen. Well, it sounds like he might be because WWE doesn't seem to be using him. Right, but he's still in a contract with them until March 31st. Right, yeah. but it doesn't sound like they're going to try to renew him or anything like right. that unless they're just going to be petty about it. Right, well. that's And that's their style. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I just don't know why you just don't go with Kevin Kelly. Right, I mean, Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero, I mean. I literally don't know why they don't just take what the, they – Put on New Japan put World, New Japan put World. on Axis. Yeah, that would make they make their lives so much easier, wouldn't it's it? It's cheaper, it's easier. <laughs> they don't have to. It's called live, so it's going to be better quality than doing it in a studio. Yeah, I mean, I I've enjoyed, <clears throat> for what it's worth, I've enjoyed what 
what Jim Ross and um, Josh Barnett have done in the studio, and I, I enjoyed what Morrow and Josh Barnett did, but it just doesn't really make sense. And it, I mean, you want to acclimate people to this product, and it, it just doesn't make sense when like you turn it, tune it into if you watch it on Axis, and then all of a sudden you got Kevin Kelly and and uh, you know, um, what's Cyrus, right? You know, Don Callis. Yeah. Don Callis. It just it would just be easier for I mean because let's face it New Japan's still niche and you still want to draw casual fans and it's easier to do that when you have consistent you know people calling the action it just makes more sense yeah so yeah we'll we'll keep you updated on Jr and what's going to happen with the Access commentary team uh, next the Elite they were on. Uh, Talk is Jericho, uh, which was recorded on the Jericho Cruise, and pretty much the the main point of this interview, um, these guys said that they are no longer a part of the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. that they are officially the elite, and that is the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Cody, and Marty Skrull. Um, they are, you know, we've talked about in the news about how the, the last set of Bullet Club shirts with their logos uh, are being sold right now and Hot Topic and Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, Ring of Honor this weekend was the first set of shows after the announcement and there was no announcement of them being Bullet Club. There was no Bullet Club logo, no mention of pretty much of Bullet Club whatsoever. Um, just them being referred to the elite. Um, also in that interview, they mentioned, you know, making zero dollars on shirts that have the Bullet Club logo on them. Yeah. So, I mean, I, this is something that we've kind of covered, you know, and talked about in the past. But, uh, I mean, it does. My my big question is, what is it leading to, you know? And, I mean, it f- seems like everyone is starting to feel like they're staying, but... In what capacity or what role, I don't really know. Right. And we did have a question about that from Reddit user Jai Bryan. He says, I think it's pretty obvious that the elite aren't going to WWE. If that's the case, what do you think their 2019 storyline will be in New Japan? Uh, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think they're going to WWE, but I'm not 100% sure that they're going to be in New Japan or in Ring of Honor in 2019. I mean, besides, besides the Tokyo Dome... I don't know what what's going to be in their future. Jericho Jr. Baby, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know, and um, you know, I just I don't have any investment in the elite right now, and that's not me being like a hipster New Japan fan, because I am a fan of Cody. I'm a fan of the Bucks. We went to All In for for crying out loud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know. And uh, one year ago today, we went to that Ring of Honor taping where the, the Bucks and Kenny and all those Bullet Club guys were there. Man, life is crazy. That was a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I need to get my life in order. <laughs> Stuff is happening like very quickly. Oh my god. Uh, but anyways, um, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of these guys, but with they've kind of just been phased out of. New Japan storyline. Yeah, so I mean, what investment do I have? I to mean, them? they've totally dropped the ball. The whole Bullet Club Elite versus Bullet Club OG storyline. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, I, I'm. We were gonna. I don't know if I said this in the last episode, but we were definitely gonna do like for feud of the year. Like one of the feuds was gonna be like the OGs versus the Elite. I I think it's getting nixed. There's yeah. no way that that's a feud of yeah, the dude, year. They, yeah, they it's cra- awful. They crapped the bed with they, this. They, 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 yeah, they, they blew it. Um, they really blew it. Like, 
it's not get it's something that's New Japan. It, we talk all the time about how New Japan does such good like long term storytelling, planting seeds, and everybody, bro. How many times did you see people jump on our thread and be like, "Be patient, be patient, be patient." Yeah. Since July, be patient, be patient, be patient, and now no one's talking about it. And I, hey guys, I almost never call out our fan base or anything like that. So this is not like me being negative on you guys. But I do think that a lot of us felt like, oh, we just got to be patient and wait for the good booking from Gato or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just never happened. And and it's because of the awkward position that New Japan is in because they have to hedge their bets against the Bullet Club for, for the sake of the company because they don't know what these guys are doing next year. And so the storyline has basically been hurt by it. And so... It literally is like, it does feel like a big portion of our year got wasted focusing on something that didn't pay out. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, every week in the news, we'll keep you updated on what we hear about the elite guys. Um, This weekend, Ring of Honor in New Japan presented Global Wars on Honor Club. There was four nights. Um, All four nights are up on Honor Club. I watched... um, all three nights I watched part of night four I highly recommend that you watch um, Naito and Sonata versus Young Bucks um, Time Machine Kushida and Chris Saban versus Young Bucks and um, the match from Toronto which was changed um, Trent Beretta versus Juice Robinson all three of these matches above four stars and worth a watch so on that Global Wars tour um, on the fourth night in Toronto it was supposed to be Cody defending the IWGP US title against Beretta um, on that night. But on night three, Cody got a knee injury when he was teaming with Hangman Page against the Briscoes um, and was unable to compete in the uh, in the tournament uh, or in the title match. So they replaced it with um, they replaced Cody with Juice Robinson. And then they had that banger of a match and Juice Robinson ended up getting the win over Trent Beretta, and after he got the win, he got on the mic and he called out Cody. He said, Cody, I'm coming for that title. So it looks like the plan is Cody versus Juice at Wrestle Kingdom. And then a few hours ago, um, Cody, he had an MRI this, uh, this morning, and he tweeted out, he said, good news is my doctor is fairly confident that my MCL, PCL, and ACL are structurally sound. Bad news is the meniscus is fairly damaged, gonna require a scope. No dates will be adjusted at the moment. I will definitely still compete in the final battle main event and at Russell Kingdom. So Cody fans, not to worry. Uh, Floyd from a indie wrestling podcast our buddy Floyd I know he's a big Cody fan and was worried he about that he loves Cody he loves Cody but Cody's gonna be okay dude Floyd no no listen Floyd loves <laughs> Cody <laughs> like I did not realize how deep Floyd's love was for him until I listened to him talk about uh, the, the NWA, NWA. <laughs> I was listening to their show and he was giving like the live review and like I was like oh wow dude he loves Cody like that's his boy. Like that's his that's his like ride or die. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that Cody is uh, you know gonna be able to make it to the big shows. I hope he gets better. Um, 
you know, you, you mentioned some of the like recommended stuff, but I heard that like the Bucks job to like. I heard they jobbed to like Bully Ray. Yes, uh, on on <laughs> night in night one, the Young Bucks lost to Bully Ray and Silas Young. Oh man. Hey. Yeah, I mean there were some other good matches on this tour, but those were the three matches. I, I still need to finish night four. Um, so, but yeah, those are the recommended matches. And if you want to see what I think about matches and rating, there's this cool new app. Uh, out called Grapple. I'm sure you heard about it on Voices of Wrestling, um, where you can rate and review matches. I've been plugging away and I've been rating a lot of these New Japan matches and these Global Wars matches are up on my profile. You can follow me and check out my star ratings. How can they find you? Uh, you download Grapple. My username is at Jeremy L. Donovan, like my Twitter account. Follow me and you'll see all my match ratings. I downloaded that gimmick. I haven't figured it out yet, but uh, <laughs> I have it. I just, like, I don't know how to find people. Right. The finding people is kind of is hard. Like, you have to kind of look through the, the the Grapple user's feed thing. I mean, they kind of give you, like, the suggest, like, Joe Lanza and Rich Krejci and all those guys. Well, you guys can find me at YoungBoy. That's Young B-O-I. YoungBoy. Uh, I've rated nothing. Um, so, yeah, at this point, it would just be a picture of my, my face. But, uh... Yeah, if you want to connect and see see me rate all the matches uh, correctly that Jeremy rates incorrectly, because <laughs> Jeremy's a mark. Well, the problem is that they there's no six or seven stars on this on their app. They got, oh, they, then I'm gonna love this app because it's proper. They need to fix that in the next update. Here's here. I heard Dave the other day talk about this, and he was like, you know, a lot of the matches that I gave like five stars are closer to like four stars now. So I'm like, what the? <laughs> okay, so you're telling me that that all the five star matches are closer to four, but then you had to give other matches six and seven stars. So basically, you're saying that they're really seven or eight stars because the five star <laughs> matches aren't even five star matches, and the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that we need we need something like that. Like, hey, I love Dave, and I'm not gonna hand wave Dave, but uh. I mean, Cage Match does exist, though. This is a cool app, but, you know, Cage Match is out there, and, I mean, it's pretty consistent. Well, Just saying, I don't know. Uh, well, but, I haven't been on on their rating thing, but uh, you check that out, too. Uh, also, this past week, uh, RevPro, they had their Uprising event in London where Tomohiro Ishii defeated David Starr to retain the British heavyweight title. Following that, he was jumped by El Desperado, Tai Chi, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre um, said he's invoking his contract, his contract to the rematch, and wants it at Russell Kingdom 13. So it appears official that Ishii and Sabre will be battling for the Rev Pro title, Russell Kingdom 13, the re- the rematch of WrestleMania weekend that we were there for. I watched that match again recently. It's, it's act, it holds up. It's really really good. So yeah, I mean, I think it's better than Saber and A Kid. Hot oh, take. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit later. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's exciting. I heard that this. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard this angle was done really well. People are excited, and I'm I'm all. I didn't think we were getting Ishii and Zack Saber at the at the dome, but um, I'm glad that we are. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Yeah, that's gonna be fire. Give those guys like 15 minutes. I kind of thought they were gonna go. Him and Suzuki again, just cause. Yeah. I don't know why. I just kind of thought they were gonna do that, but 
This does kind of make sense, though, because if you think about it in the G1, like, he made Ishii tap out. Yeah. Like, people, that kind of got overlooked and, like, but I haven't forgot about it. <laughs> like, being an Ishii homer, like, I'm never going to forget that. Like, Zach made this man tap out. Um, speaking of title matches that could potentially be happening at Wrestle Kingdom, the current Never Openweight champion, Goto, has... Um, been offering Ibushi a title shot. Um, They're definitely doing that. And this comes from our good buddy Chris Charlton at Raising JP. Uh, he said earlier today, Ibushi is still rejecting Goto's invitation to challenge for the Never Belt until Goto proves its worth. Goto has said Never represents freedom because you could represent it how you like, but Ibushi doesn't know what that's supposed to mean. So pretty much Ibushi is telling me, show me why I need to challenge for this title. They are going to be facing each other in multi-man matches. In They're the, definitely doing this On the match. World Tag League Tour. Uh, there are some fans that are hopeful that um, Ibushi will challenge Goto for the belt at um, the Road to Tokyo Dome show, win the belt, and then Osprey be healthy um, in time to challenge um, Ibushi at the Dome. I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening either, not at this point. I think that they were going to find something for Goto to do, but it kind of just worked out the way it works out. Goto's their boy, for better or worse. Like They're not they're not rolling with Osprey on this night. I think we'll probably get Ibushi and Osprey at some later date, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that this match is going to be a banger. And, um, you know, I know people can be down on Goto, but, dude, Goto and Ibushi... That yeah, there's that's gonna be a We've, in the in the Tokyo Dome for the Never Belt. Come on, dude, that's gonna be a strong style freaking. Matt, oh my god, 2019 strong style match of the year candidate. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Uh, this weekend, New Japan had its Lions Break Project One in uh, California. These matches were not on New Japan World. It didn't air live. It'll probably be on at some point. I would assume. On day one, they had the American Young Lions, Carl Fredericks and Alex Coughlin. Uh, they had a 10-minute draw. There was Taguchi defeating Rocky Romero. David Finley, uh, for whatever reason, subbing in for Jeff Cobb on this night, defeated Jason Thunder Liger. And then Hiroki Goto defeated ACH. Then on day two, ACH defeated the Young Lion, Carl Fredericks. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Clark Connors. Uh, Risuke Taguchi and Jeff Cobb defeated Rocky Romero and Hiroki Goto, and Kenny Omega defeated David Finley. The free match of the week is Def Juice, Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan versus LIJ, Evil and Sonata from the 2017 World Tag League. Big recommend. That match was um, from the first night? I believe it was, yeah. That was the main event. That's where uh, Death Juice pulled the upset on LIJ. I... If I remember correctly, it's about four and a quarter star match, and it, it's a yeah, it delivers. That's a good match. Um, part three of Shibata's Californian Dreamin' documentary is now up on New Japan World. Also up on New Japan World, there are three Rev Pro matches from the October 14th show uh, Goto vs. Saber, Kojima vs. Mark Davis, and El Fantasmo vs. Rocky Romero. This past weekend, uh, Northeast Wrestling, they had Kenny Omega vs. Ray Phoenix. Uh, Northeast Wrestling had a nearly $100,000 advance more than a week out, which was um, be one of the biggest gates for an independent show in history and easily the biggest uh, gate ever at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, 
which used to be a regular WWE stop since the beginning of time. Um, this show aired live on the High Spot streaming network. I heard it was a phenomenal match. Kenny Omega had a very interesting post-match promo. He talked about how there were New Japan officials who were not happy that this match was happening. Uh, pretty much because, you know, Ray Phoenix is a AAA guy. He's a AAA champion right now, but he does wrestle in CMLL also. Um, but I guess he's more of a AAA guy. So there apparently there were New Japan officials that did not want this match to happen. But he went out of his way to make sure this match is happening. As IWGP champion, he wants to wrestle the best wrestlers in the world. And he w- wanted to make sure that the fans saw this matchup. And he said he doesn't know when New Japan will be back if New Japan will be back in the Northeast again, but you know, they're, even though they're, they'll be here for MSG. Um, and so yeah, that was pretty much the gist of his post-match promo. Interesting stuff there. Um, also, Kenny Omega had um, another interview this week uh, with the, the, the big headline from the interview is pretty much saying that Tanahashi has done zero for international fans. So, okay. <laughs> So that feud pretty much being built basically off of interviews, since Kenny is not going to be on the tour. Um, Harold Mai had another another interview up on Uproxx. You can check that out. We have the first group of names announced for the uh, Giant Baba Memorial Show. It's happening February 19th at Sumo Hall. And they are Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kento Miyahara, uh, Marafuji, Jun Akiyama, Daisuke Sakamoto, Great Kojika, uh, Takio Omuru, uh, Taichi, Kanamaru, and Hanma. Uh, this week. Allegedly. I, we don't even know if Hanma's going to be part of it or not. Yeah. Uh, this week, there was a match that uh, started getting passed around on Twitter. Uh, A-Kid versus Zack Sabre Jr. from White Wolf Wrestling. Uh, this match happened a couple of months ago, but it just started surfers, surfacing due to uh, Joe Lanza from Voices of Wrestling tweeting about it, uh, rating it 4.75. Dave Meltzer then tweeted about it, said it's a phenomenal matchup. And since then, everybody's been watching this match. And Josh, you and I and Rich, we watched this match um, this weekend. Um, I thought it was a very good match. I don't think it was five stars. I, th- I think I would have rated it like maybe like four and a half. Uh, but I thought it was I thought it was a great match though. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I I do feel like, um, and maybe I'm giving myself away. It's like there's a couple things that have to happen for a match to get really high rating for me. It either needs to be, I either need to get that epic feel. You know what I'm talking about? That epic, like, oh my god, like, you know, um, we're talking like Okada, Tanahashi, Omega, yeah. level, like, oh that, yeah, 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 yeah. like epic. Um, I need to have some sort of emotional attachment to it, like, you know, for instance, the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks from this past year, like that, that storytelling, that, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or it needs to be really violent, <laughs> like people. Or or it needs to be extremely like like the um, the physicality or like the acrobatic or something. There needs to be something that pushes it over the edge. And like that match, I watched it, and I was like very impressed. And I thought it, it told a great story. It reminded me a lot of like 
Zach coming in and in a similar role to like the traveling champion, like a Ric Flair back in the eighties coming to like say mid South and wrestling like a Terry Taylor. Um, no offense to a kid cause he, he is a talent, but it reminded me of that sort of vibe. Um, but at the same time, I just wasn't that emotionally invested into it. I thought it told a nice little story, but I didn't think it got to like, people were calling it like five stars and I was like, Oh, there's no way that that, that that's a five star match. Yeah, I didn't think it was five stars either. I watched the G1 this year. <laughs> like, I saw the whole yeah. G1. There's no way that that... But it's a very good match. I would definitely recommend it. High recommendation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think like, it's it's a little overhyped, though, I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great matchup. I loved it, but I don't think it was five stars. I didn't think... I thought... I think Zach's had a lot better matches in just New yeah. Japan this year. Well, what would you rate it? Four and a quarter. Yeah. Maybe four and a half. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't having the greatest night of in the in the world that night. So it's not like uh, maybe if I rewatched it, I would like it again. And I, I would rewatch it. But yeah, I, people were like four and three quarters, five stars. And I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, another match that came out this weekend was uh, Walter versus um, Will Ospreay from OTT. Uh, that match is awesome. I, I saw parts of it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. That match is... Okay, so watch Walter and, and Zack Sabre and then watch Sabre... I'm sorry, Walter and Osprey and then watch Sabre and, and... They're total. They're day and night. They're totally different styles. But you tell me that that's a five-star match and then watch Osprey and Walter and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> and I don't think Osprey and Walter is five stars either, but, I mean, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. I did see that that opening. That I love the opening promo package that they did for the match. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, we got some Dragon Gate stars that will be at WrestleCon, and there's a little bit of confusion about this. And originally, when it was announced, people thought that there was going to be actually be a Dragon Gate show uh, during WrestleMania weekend, but in actuality, just Dragon WrestleCon is working with Dragon Gate to bring Dragon Gate stars. Um, to wrestle on WrestleCon shows. So they'll be wrestling on the WrestleCon Super Show, uh, Joey Ryan's Penis Party. Um, all the WrestleCon shows will have uh, some Dragon Gate guys uh, on the show. Um, so more than likely, I'm assuming Pac and a couple of their big stars will be showing up here. Yeah. And then uh, last thing I have in the news, um, a new being the Elite dropped this week. Uh, and, you know, the main emphasis continuing the whole story of uh, Triple H, um, you know, sending the elite guy stuff. Hangman Page has, you know, been doing detective work, actually watching back old being the elites to see, you know, Kenny getting sent the Rumble invitation, Cody being sent the Stardust suit. Um, and then uh, Cody was kind of under a, a trance because on last week's episode, uh, quote unquote Triple H you know came after Cody and so now on this episode Cody's just been spouting WWE facts that they usually put up in between commercial breaks like Smackdown second longest most weekly episodic show yeah uh, that was pretty I, funny I thought, I thought it was hilarious uh, also they had some stuff SCU that was pretty funny uh, so yeah overall another uh, you know good episode of being the elite Nah, man, they gotta start forwarding some storylines, or I'm not. Or well, there was also the uh, the, uh, the Flip Gordon grabbing the brass ring thing. Was it, uh, they're pushing that? I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like because they can't give away what they're doing, they're just like they're, it's just filler content. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching it and it's funny, but it's not like step it up, boys. Okay. There was a funny spot uh, I popped where um, you know they, they the whole clock gimmick they've been doing, and like oh, yeah. Hangman checks his his boot and the, the phones in there with the countdown clock, and then uh, Flip Gordon walks by. He's like, "Oh, you got one of those too." Mine says two years. <laughs> yeah, he just signed a, uh, a contract extension for two years. That's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and so we have a few questions left to close out the show. Oh, nice. Uh, so Twitter user at D7Dog, he asked about the winner of the Pick'em Contest for Super Junior Tag League. Um, so I mentioned last week I reached out to the two winners via email. So if you didn't get an email from me, uh, you were not the winner. Uh, we had two winners. I reached out to them already. And... Uh, one um, was a lady named Andrea who's getting a Jay White t-shirt and the other person was from India um, Wait, they, we have girl listeners yeah that's awesome um, and the other person from India and they want a Evil and Sonata shirt um, so yeah we got our winners for the contest that's cool That that's actually really cool uh, I know like it's not giving, one of our listeners that one lives overseas yeah, who was that? Uh, Did you say India? The the one, yeah, one of the the one that won this time was India. But didn't we have another overseas winner last time for the? Uh, yeah, wasn't it New Zealand? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We had to ship pretty far. Yeah. Or Singapore. I th- uh, I forget now. It was far away. Yeah, for the New Japan Cup uh, contest. I'm, I'm glad that uh, our contest winner picked. Uh, you know, a shirt that's New Japan related. Unlike Kyle Moores, who was on this show last week, he actually won one of our contests a while back when he was not as affiliated with our group. And he got and that Rusev. He got day. a Rusev Day shirt. I'm like, come on, dude. Uh, but that's that's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, so both winners got New Japan shirts. One wanted Jay White, the other wants Evil and Sonata. Um, then his second question, he says, how long is Osprey out? I haven't heard an update on Will Osprey on how long he's going to be out. All I see him is posting super mopey, depressed boy stuff on uh, Twitter, yeah. on Twitter yeah. and stuff. But uh, I, I hope he'll be able to compete, you know, in time, like healthily in time for Wrestle Kingdom. But I don't know. Yeah, it is a shame. It's yeah. a shame. But um, and then Reddit user Lebby ninety one wants to know what do you see as the big storyline happening at New Year's Dash? Oh man, I can't predict that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> It's it's way too early for that. I mean, even those those nights are usually unpredictable anyway. So it, it's hard to even guess now, especially now. So I think I would need to wait a little bit closer to Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, who knows? Maybe Jericho attacks Okada or Tanahashi. I don't know. <laughs> Jer- Jericho takes over Suzuki. <laughs> Jericho Aus Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Jericho Goon. <laughs> Jerick Y2J Goon. I don't know. We got to find a good name for this because this is a great idea. Yeah. Um, Al- Alpha Goon. <sighs> Man. Chris Goon. 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 Chris Jericho. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Jerigoon. <laughs> yes. Jerigoon. <laughs> Jericoon, baby. <laughs> yeah, we we get the um we get a storyline of the uh you know downtrodden and defeated Minoru Suzuki working as a sympathetic babyface going up against his former you know clan. He has to basically fight his way through through all of them to get to Jericho. That that's money right there. Yeah, you can fill a whole year with that storyline. 
and then the perfect question to end the show from Reddit user uh, Dab00G. How big is Despy's dick? As big as Batista's. <laughs> Great response. Uh, I yeah, uh, I guess is that is that a new gimmick now? Is that a, a new thing? Having you, you haven't seen like where he posts the photos of himself naked, and then he has uh, yeah, he's been posting. He's done it a couple times now where he, he posts a naked photo of himself, but then he puts Kenamaro's face over his genitals. Oh no, I've, I have not seen this. You've never seen this? No. Oh, it's hilarious. So, yeah, he always takes, like, a naked photo, but then he puts Kanemaru's head, like, a cutout of, of just Kanemaru's head over his genitals. So, so you, like, you can't see anything, but he's clearly naked. And he, But he's always, like, still wearing the mask, so it's really weird. <laughs> Some avant-garde stuff right there. Gotta, you know? gotta keep the gimmick on at all times, pal. I guess so. Well, that's gonna wrap it up this week. Next week, we'll be back with our... You know what? I bet you could probably find an answer to this. If you can do, like, a scale of the actual life size of of Kanemaru's head and then figure out how shrunken that picture is, you could probably get, like, a scale model and actually find an answer to this. So, um... Dab00G. Dab00G. That's going to be your homework assignment. And uh, you reach out to us this week and let us know what you what you come up with. Oh, man, yeah. Because so. here, here, here at Keeping It Strong Style, we're not about, you know, doing all the work for you. We want you to better yourself. Be the best you that you can be. <laughs> oh, man. Next week, we'll be back with a World Tag League World Tagly coverage and you all. You might be. I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe it'll be me and Kyle Boris with uh, World Tag League coverage. Kyle's never coming back. To show. <laughs> um, and all the latest news. Make sure you connect with us on social media on Twitter. The show is at Ki Strong Style. I'm at Jeremy L Donovan. You can follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. On Facebook, we are Facebook.com/slash/SocialSuplex. On Reddit, I am the Pro Black Guy. Josh is keeping it strong style. Also on Facebook, you can join us in the Wrestling Squared Circle, facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling Squared Circle. You can also email me, Jeremy, at socialsuplex.com. If you have any questions for the show or want to get involved with Social Suplex, check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland. The Outsider's Edge featuring Rance, Carl, and Kyle. And our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling. Grown Men Watch This Shit. Hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryant. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang. We're going to need to change the, the thing after the show soon. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.